Today's podcast is sponsored by Jack Frost Big Boulder Ski Areas, where the snow comes first. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. All right, it is Wednesday, February 5th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. A huge crowd gathered at the Abington School Board meeting following last month's controversial comments made by a board member. Dr. Tamara Clayman made the controversial comments during the January 21st school board meeting. There's a lot of evidence that anybody carrying a firearm in a district building in a district building puts kids at risk, particularly students of color, Clayman said. We know that the black and brown students are much more likely to be shot by an officer, especially school resource officers, than any other students. And I have serious concerns about anybody in the building having firearms, regardless or not of whether they are police, the school board member said. On Tuesday night, the auditorium was packed, as you can imagine. Residents lined up dozens at a time to let the board members hear them out, some even calling Clayman to resign. It broke my heart that Dr. Clayman was attempting to divide both our school community, community as a whole, by slandering the Abington Police Department, one man said. On Tuesday night, she apologized publicly for those comments. Many people also stress their support for the three officers who police the district. Abington Police uh, Township Police Chief Patrick Malloy and Willow Grove and AACP President Valerie Ward were both in attendance. Ward said, I have a tremendous relationship with the officers and I can't tell you how much we appreciate all that is done through community policing. The school board did address the possibility of removing Dr. Clayman but said uh, that they have no legal grounds based on her comments so she would have to resign. An undercover Philadelphia sergeant shot a man uh, who police say suddenly attacked her with a rock and grabbed her by the neck during a struggle in the city's hunting park section. The 57-year-old uh, sergeant was sitting in the car near North Park and West Hunting Park Avenues at about 7.30 on Tuesday when police say the man threw a rock into the driver's side window. Police said the suspect then grabbed the sergeant's neck and tried to drag her out of the car. The sergeant was able to get her gun. She then shot the suspect at least once, according to investigators. It took police officers about 20 minutes to track down the suspect on Lehigh Avenue between 12th and 13th Streets after police say he tried to hide in someone's home. The suspect entered the private residence without permission and then was chased out by the homeowner. When he got outside, that's when police and fire department personnel were able to take him into custody and bring him to Temple Hospital. The suspect is listed in critical condition. The sergeant was also taken to Temple University Hospital uh, treated for cuts and bruises. The sergeant has 23 years of service on the job. Was this guy hopped up on something? I don't know. Sounds like it. Right? Yeah, I'm sure. A local Girl Scout troop was able to hand out free Girl Scout cookies to people after a mystery man bought boxes of the tasty treats but only took one. The Girl Scout troop was set up at the Plymouth Meeting Mall this past weekend. The girls said it was going slow and they were hoping to try to sell some more cookies before their time was up and the next troop was to come in. One of the Girl Scouts approached a man as he was walking by. She asked if he would like to buy some cookies. The mystery man first said no. Uh, The Girl Scout said thank you and began to walk away. The man then returned and said that he would like to buy the rest of the boxes that the girls had on them. He didn't want all of all of the cookies. He only took one box with him and then told the girls to give the rest to the people left in the mall that day. As the girls distributed the free boxes of cookies, they then received even more donations from the shoppers. The troop wants to thank the mystery man for buying the cookies, which allows them to do fun things with the girls. How much did he spend? You know what? They didn't say how much he spent, um, but whatever it was, it was. Uh, I think it was on Sunday, and it was, they had been there all weekend. All and right. I guess probably this weekend a new uh, troop comes in, so they were trying to get rid of whatever they had left. But um, I mean, they showed a picture. Of, of all the boxes. And That's cool. Yeah, a lot <laughs> of times I'll come amount. out. 
Uh, but like a supermarket, and they'll be there, Kathy, and um, I, I don't want the cookies, but I'll make a donation, you yeah. know? Yeah, because I do you, that, too. You, yeah, you get, you get sort of bombarded with them all the time, and I, mm-hmm. if you have them around, you will eat them. Mm-hmm. And then the girls are going, giving out the free cookies. If they came over and handed you a free box of cookies, you'd be like, well, wait a oh, minute. Hold on. Let, come me, on yeah. let me see what I have. So they uh, said I'll they take were, them. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. But they said they were able to raise, you know, even more money. So, and one of the little girls, she was, I mean... I don't know how old you have to be to be a Girl Scout, but she was probably on the one of the youngest. Prenatal? No, she she was one of the youngest, and she was saying thank you to this guy, and it was really cute. And she was like, we get to do such fun things. Thank you for buying our cookies. Yeah, it was really cute. All right, let's do sports this morning. Both the Sixers and Flyers were off last night, and both teams won't play again until tomorrow night. The Sixers, who continue to struggle on the road, have lost three games in a row uh, and will be in Milwaukee tomorrow night to play the Bucks. Tip-off for the nationally televised game is scheduled for 8 o'clock. The Flyers, meanwhile, uh, continue to play well and move up in the Eastern Conference standings. They have won two games in a row and are now 7-2-1 and one in their last 10. Since taking over for the injured Carter Hart, goalie Brian Elliott has gone 4-0-1 oh, and, and has recorded two shutouts. He's actually going to be on the show later this morning around 9 a.m. And the Flyers are on the road tomorrow night in New Jersey against the Devils. And the Phillies will retire the number 34 for Roy Halladay on the 10th anniversary of his perfect game. The Phillies will pay tribute to Halladay on May 29th before a game against the Washington Nationals. In addition to retiring Halladay's number, the team will also unveil a six-foot-high number 34 statue outside Citizens Bank Park. Cool. The two-time Cy Young Award winner pitched the 20th perfect game in Major League Baseball history against the Florida Marlins in a 1-0 win back in 2010. Halliday was 40 when he was killed while piloting his plane, which crashed in the Gulf of Mexico off of the coast of Florida in November of 2017. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thanks so much, Kathy. We've uh, hit the midweek point. Welcome to a Wednesday. There's always a couple of cool things that we do on Wednesdays. One of them uh, is a secret text word. Uh, so we're going to give you a chance to win some tickets to see our buddy uh, Joe Matarisi. He's got a show called Remember When, and it's on Valentine's Day. Take a date with you. February 14th, of course, at the Scottish Rite Auditorium, and that's in Collingswood, New Jersey. If you are interested in winning those tickets, text the word secret to 39333. We shall send a word back to you, and later we'll ask you to call in with that word. Now we'll uh, give the designated call the prize, and we'll also grab a random texture, so a couple of different ways to win. We also go live on Fox Good Day. We'll do that around 7.55 this morning, and as Kathy said... Uh, we're going to have Brian Elliott on the program and celebrated his 40th career shutout. That's huge. <laughs> that is amazing. Uh, so he'll be checking in around 9. And we have money to give away with our friend Dr. Oz. We've got a watch, listen, and win uh, question that we will have for you at 9.30-ish. We'll do it after 9.30. Let's say it. After 9.30 and before 10. Yeah, give us a break. Within that Ooh. half hour, we have a chance to win $500. What? Just say after 9.30. Oh, you sure? You don't think we can hold it? I don't know, man. We were kind of close yesterday. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> let's uh, let's see if you can win if you watched uh, Dr. Oz. We'll have a question about that. I just noticed, Casey, you and I are both wearing John things. Oh, oh Stand no. up, Casey. I can't see. Oh, wow. No. You, His you hat. Can. It's my hat. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> His hat. It I didn't even says, notice the hat. This is John on it. Yeah, yeah, this is like one of those Iron Pigs hats. Uh, they always release these hats that are like limited edition. Highly coveted. Highly coveted. 
hats. Okay. And so this was one of those. Nice. And I'm wearing my yeah. Ray John T-shirt, <laughs> How about which that? corresponds Ray John. Yeah. It's Ray, instead of Ray John, Rage <laughs> on, which is my sign-off line. Uh, somebody said it sounded like I'm saying Ray John, so I made a shirt out of that. And I'm wearing it. Today, I like that, John. So. Thanks, what, what company yeah. did you go for? Is that the company you usually go to company for yeah, T-shirts? Um, What's the name of it again? Oh, man. I've forgotten. Um, well, well, if you remember, send it to me. Yeah, I will because yeah. I, I make I, – you, you, you create your own T-shirts yeah, online. Which is great. And I, I make a whole bunch of them. Uh, but, um, I want an Annabelle ah, three-piece suit. Son of a bitch. I'll, I'll come back. I'll <laughs> okay. get you – I'll hit you up with that later on. I'll oh, slide yeah. into your DMs. Slide into my DMs. With okay. that later on, man. I promise you. All right, so these things and more are taking place. We're going to break. We're going to come back in a second. I do have those entertainment stories that we always present around 6.30 to you and a stupid question with some giveaways, so stay put. We'll be right back. Listen to all the WMMR podcasts as well as a live stream on your Alexa-enabled device. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. People ask me all the time, what does this mean, I Hate Steven Singer? Well, maybe this is the reason. At my store, we don't play pricing games. We wouldn't treat our friends like that. We only have one price. One place, one price. Come to my store and feel the difference. You'll have fun buying a diamond for somebody you love. Steven Singer Jewelers. One place, one price. 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. And our flagship store at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So, stupid question this morning. Uh, we're going to give away a four-pack of tickets for the Philly Home and Garden Show, February 14th through the 16th, Greater Philadelphia Expo Center. Uh, going to do, uh, in honor of Black History Month, February, uh, our buddy Craig Legans gave me these questions. And, of course, he's, uh, he's he does the uh, uh, Comic Book Gurus podcast, so he's all about that stuff. And I have this question that is a comic question from Marvel Comics. The Black Panther was married to a member of another superhero group. Who was she? That is a good question. I did not know this. little research for you uh, this morning. 215-263-WMMR. Don't forget, you can see Craig Legon's My Life in 19 Inches, Friday, February 14th at the Rotunda uh, Wall Street. Uh, so, fifteen bucks at the door. You wanted me to just plug that. No, so it's uh, only right. You can do the rotunda dot org to get tickets. They're only ten bucks online. All right, uh, we'll see if we can get the answer. So, who did Black Panther marry? From it was another superhero group, a member of another superhero group. Who was that? I'll go through some birthdays, of which there are a lot today on Wednesday, February fifth. It's Bobby Brown's birthday ah. today. Yep. Bobby Brown is celebrating his 51st birthday today. Had a few hit songs along the way. He was nominated for his performance in Ghostbusters 2. Wow. A lot of people don't realize yeah, that. It was short, but it was impactful. Uh, Bobby Brown is uh, 51 today. Was he in Ghostbusters Yeah, too? he asked for one of the proton packs. He's outside a... That's right. Well, he had the song for it as well. Yeah, that's you know, a yeah. good song. That's but actually... enough about Vigo, the master of Vigo. Vigo. Try to wrangle my boys. That's not legal. <laughs> so we went from Vigo to legal. And legal. then to Beagle. Yeah. Poetic license of Bobby Brown. <laughs> sure. Uh, 51 today. Song, uh, yeah. The great Hank Aaron is wow. 86 years old today. Uh, was he the first to break uh, the babe's <laughs> home run record? Yes, 715, yeah. yeah. Wow, man. 
Uh, one of the all-time greats, 86 years old today. Uh, Christopher Guest, another one of the Smack greats him. in the world of acting and comedy, obviously. That was him. Casey just played that clip. Smack him. Uh, that's from <laughs> Waiting for Guffman. Waiting for Guffman. He's a, he's a genius. I, you know. I go back and forth uh, uh, which one is my favorite of those movies because, it, you know, Best in Show is so perfect. But Waiting for Guffman is fantastic. I, I say it's like a Godfather one and yeah, two. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. It yeah. depends on what you've seen recently, but you're yeah. right. Uh, there's so many ultra subtle moments in Waiting for Guffman. Yep. Uh, but yeah, both are, are masterpieces. And and a lot of some the other ones aren't quite as good, but no, still have still have great moments. Yeah. I mean, a Mighty, Mighty Wind. Wind is great for your consideration. Even has some stuff in it. So and Spinal Tap. Spinal Tap, yeah. of course. Yeah. So uh, he's he's the these go to eleven, right? Yes, okay. that is. Yep, he's going to eleven. That's Christopher Guest. He's seventy-two today. <laughs> Barbara Hershey, the actress, uh, is seventy-two years old today. Okay. Uh, movies like The Right Stuff and Hoosiers, and she was in The Natural, right? Was yeah, she a mystery oh, gal. Yeah, she yeah. Is, and she's the one who freaks out in Insidious as well. Uh, I've always found her as kind of scary, sexy. So she is scary, sexy, Preston, because remember she used to be Barbara Hershey Seagull. Because she used, she was uh, in a relationship with David Carradine, and she claimed that a seagull died on the beach next to her, and the spirit of the seagull went now, into I, her. I don't remember that. So <laughs> scary is very applicable. Right. Freaky, yeah. scary, sexy, yeah. uh, and 72 today, Barbara Hershey. Uh, Jennifer Jason Lee. she was scary, sexy, and single white female. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Super hot in the Crazy Eight, right? With uh, fast Times. Oh, yeah, that's right, the Hateful Eight. <laughs> Hateful Eight. <laughs> They've really made her hideous. Oh, my God. Fast Times at Ridgemont High. She's great in that. She's 58 today. Uh, Laura Linney, uh, who is just, she's just wonderful. I mean, she she's in, she is, she's been in so many roles. She's kind of like, oh, yeah, her, you know? Wah, yeah. Wah, 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 wah. That's her. her right there, yeah. And she's great in the exercise. Uh, what's that? Uh, I was asking Press. I'm sorry if he'd seen Ozark yet. Uh, I have seen some of the episodes. I didn't dive all the way into it, but yeah, that's because uh, she's in intense. that as well. Yeah. There's a third season coming out, right? Yes, it should be. Yeah, it's coming out uh, later this year. Uh, Truman Show, Love Actually, a lot of movies. She's 56 today. Hey, Tim Meadows, who's been here in our studio a couple of times, uh, is 59 years old today. We just had his co- co-stars from Schooled in here. He yep. plays the uh, principal. And also from SNL, uh, Chris Parnell uh, celebrates oh, birthday. And um, ball. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> my hand. You're... <laughs> That's right. Uh, also, he's. Uh, I don't know what he's. I, I, I Rick and Morty came and went before I even got to it, unfortunately. But I know how popular Rick and Morty is, so I don't know what his involvement is, particularly in that. But it, it's listed in his credits. He's a funny guy. He's he worked with the Lonely Island guys for a bit, and uh, you know, I don't know what he's doing. What, what he's, his... He just continues to work. Steve. Yeah. He does a lot of uh, writing, acting, and he's just one of those guys that you know chugs along. All right, he he was Jerry Smith from Rick and Morty. He was on 36 (laughs) episodes. Uh, So he is 53 today. Duff McKagan of Guns N' Roses. And let us not forget Velvet Revolver, a great group. Uh, celebrates his 56th birthday today, and Guns N' Roses coming to town in the summer. Very cool. He's, I wonder, do they turn any of their finances over to him? Because he is a, he's a savvy. They should. Uh, yeah. You know, he's yeah. right there in the band. Yeah, you're right. Uh, so happy 56 to Duff McKagan. How about Roger Staubach? Ah. He's celebrating his birthday today. Also at the Super Bowl the other day for NFL's uh, 100 greatest players of all time. And he yeah. looked good. He did. Was he too much in the past for you to hate, Casey? No, 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 no. If okay. he if he wore that uh, uniform, I hate. <laughs> no matter what, doesn't matter. Timeless. Uh, it's timeless. He was my force, hatred. <laughs> a force to be reckoned with in his day, man. He's seventy eight. 
now, musician Al Cooper, I'll have to, if you don't know who he is, um, he's legendary. Uh, singer, uh, keyboardist, guitarist, and producer as well. He produced uh, Leonard Skinner, but he also formed the group Blood, Sweat, and Tears. Oh. Played with Bob Dylan when Bob Dylan went electric. Um, Did he? Was he in uh, Blood, Sweat, and Tears? He, he, he created them. He, yeah, created? he was. He was. Yeah, what? a founding what? member. Uh, Atlanta, name... Atlanta Rhythm Section. Alice Cooper. Wow. The Birds. Jimi Hendrix. He's he's a legend, actually. And Nick just recently discovered him. Yeah, we were talking about Blood, Sweat, and Tears at a uh, my mom's birthday party, and um, I, you know one of those groups where I'm like, oh, there are people in that band. You know, you just think yeah. of them as an entity. And uh, so I, I did some research about Al Cooper. And Steve, he does the French horn at the beginning of You Can't Always Get What You Want oh, by I the love Stones. It. Love it. Yeah, he plays the organ on um, Like a Rolling Stone by Bob Dylan. And he, yeah. he his first hit was uh, We Wear Short Shorts. Which was, we he was in Wear a, Short yeah. Shorts. Really? I did a deep dive on Al Cooper a couple weeks ago. And that, and, that has ties to uh, Frankie Valli in the Four Seasons. Yeah, Remember yeah. That, uh, the guy that wrote that song ended up being in the Four Seasons. The Royal Teens. Wow. He okay. was in that band, yeah. I, we, we are big proponents of the band Blood, Sweat, and Tears. If you ever get a chance to... Uh, Check out their catalog. Now, if he played keyboards on like a Rolling Stone organ or organ, yeah. didn't it? Wasn't he in the band too? Uh, that's a good question. Because uh, I thought uh, anyway, I remember in the last Waltz, say they interviewed the guy who played yeah. keyboards. And anyway, uh, so he is uh, Al Cooper, and he's seventy six today. You're thinking of Bradley Cooper. Bradley yeah, Cooper. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Uh, Michael Sheen, a uh, great actor, uh, celebrates his fifty first birthday today. Uh, everything from Frost Nixon to the Queen. Um, he's he, on Prodigal Son right now. Is he, he? he is the serial killer. Yeah, okay. he's the dad. Isn't he a real ladies' man, too? Like, he is, man. He has worked his way through. Well, uh, there's, the list is too countless to mention. No kidding. But he's been through a lot of them. All right, so he's 51 today. And the last birthday, Cristiano Ronaldo, ah. the soccer player, is a 35. International sensation. And hard throb pressed. In the world of uh, soccer. So I think I he has the most Instagram followers of anybody in the world. No? I think so, yeah. Like... Because he was he was vying with one of the Kardashians at one point, but he's so uh, he's worldly known as a good guy. So More tens than, tens of millions, yeah, something like that. Okay. More than PewDiePie. More than PewDiePie. <laughs> wow! All right, take a look when you get a chance. But uh, Ronaldo uh, celebrates it right here. Nick's looking it up. I'm curious now. I want to see two hundred and one million followers. That's on wow. effing or real. twice as many people that watch the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to give you some perspective, Marissa. I literally just had this conversation last night. Um, there was like one point something million people who watched the Super Bowl last night. One one hundred. Uh, yeah. Yes, I'm yeah. sorry, one hundred uh, on Sunday. Um, the World Cup had seven hundred billion. No, 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 no. There's not many that many people. In the world. <laughs> Dude, everybody yeah. in the universe is watching. That. <laughs> it was a really odd conversation. That's why I wanted to repeat it. So I was like, it didn't seem right. There's not seven hundred I mean, billion, but it's like seven hundred million. Seven hundred million. The million. final episode of Mash had six hundred billion people watching. <laughs> I just want to say this information came from a French man. Your local cable shows at night, like Chris Matthews, that gets a trillion. <laughs> so thank you for helping me clear up these numbers, guys. But okay. there you go. Just the. Um, uh, it's, it's, the it's staggering. Of You're this right. This man yeah. compared to American football players. Nice. Yeah. Yes, I, I get the gist. Thank you. So Marissa. everybody on Melmac is watching. <laughs> All of them. Everybody. Steve, everybody in remember, the Solar Federation. <laughs> you remember when uh, Regis would mess up the, the it, pound? It would be crazy. Camp out for hunger. There's these fellas out of the park <laughs> out there they're in, uh, down in Philadelphia, and they've raised fifteen billion trillion pounds of food. <laughs> 
Every year. We all know how much Jupiter weighs. <laughs> these, these fellas are dumb. They've raised uh, the equivalent weight of the entire planet of Jupiter. <laughs> God bless you, Reege and Marissa. All right, let's see if we can get an answer to this. Uh, from Marvel Comics, Black Panther was married to a member of another superhero group. And who was she? I'm going to go to Fred and see if we can get the answer. Hey, Fred, how you doing? Hey, good morning, guys. How you doing? Good. All right, Fred, who was uh, Black Panther married to? Uh, Storm from the X-Men. You are oh. correct. That's a good pairing. You are correct. Hang on, Fred. We're going to give you a four-pack of tickets to filling home show, home and garden show, I should say, February 14th through the uh, 16th at the uh, Greater Philadelphia Expo Center at Oaks. For more information and discount tickets, you can go to fillinghomeandgardenshow.com. All right, let's get into the entertainment report. This uh, story broke late in the show yesterday, so we didn't get a chance to address it. But after five years of breast cancer and then remission, Shannon Doherty revealed that she has stage four cancer. Oh, boy. Uh, the 48-year-old revealed her diagnosis on ABC's Good Morning America, explaining that she decided to open up so that she could control the narrative of her experience with the terminal illness. We have a couple of uh, clips. So, there, you know, There's a clip of her announcing her diagnosis first. All right, let's do that. It's going to come out that I'm stage four. So my cancer came back, and that's why I'm here. I don't think that I've processed it. It's a bitter pill to swallow in a lot of ways. It's not fair. Why me? Definitely days where I say, why me? And then I go, well, why not me? Who else? You know, who else besides me deserves this? None of us do. That's a, that's a, that's a very healthy way to look at it. You know, she's saying, why me? And then... Do I want someone else to have this? Yeah, you know, yeah. uh, it, it's it's she's going through so much, and there there was a point, Preston, where she appeared to be in remission, and that's the remember we were talking yeah, about that. So here's the question I have, and this I don't know if it's time to to yeah. open this up for discussion now, but I was curious about this when 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 you're diagnosed with cancer, and Steve, you were yeah. diagnosed with cancer, and you had your prostatectomy, removed it, you're clean, you're five yep. years clean. So she goes into remission after yeah. treatment. It's gone, right? That's what can't. That's what it means. It's gone for, or it's it's, it's controlled, or yeah. I don't know what. So after that happens, after you get the all clear, how often are you checked? Oh, I think with for it for like bre- from breast cancer. I Whatever. think I well, I think with breast cancer, I mean they're checked quite often, at least once a year, if not more. Well, See, why so, not once a month? I mean, so maybe I was in some with, cases, maybe. I was with prostate cancer. I was checked uh, after the, the original prostatectomy. It was uh, every three months. And then and then it became every six months. Because and, I've heard so many stories of people who go into remission and then it comes back. And it comes back with a vengeance. And by then, so it's advanced now. It's stage four in her. I'm curious as to why it's not why is it not checked more often for the rest of your life? You had to you have to imagine it's she'd be expensive I would imagine well, but she, she also I guess she's having an issue with her insurance company too about what was paid for and what was I don't maybe that maybe that led to something being overlooked or whatever but it but um this is a particularly but, uh, aggressive form of cancer. Uh, yeah, disorder. and I don't think, and uh, this is just my opinion, but I don't think it's something that you could check every single day and then say, oh, but we got it. We got it. Yeah. it this, is, this is what happens a lot of times with breast cancer. It comes back like that, you know, just as strong or even stronger and than fast. it was when you, ha- and fast okay. and quick. And yeah, I don't know these things. Prostate so. is a slow cancer, tr- traditionally, but I, I've heard, I, you're right, President, I've heard a lot of stories about this where it's like, oh my Damn. God, I, you, you think they'd be monitoring that. Also, yeah. and I'm just reading this now, but there's a different 
difference between remission and cancer-free. So okay. you can be in remission uh, but not be completely free there of cancer. There you go. Yeah. So she, she, you know, she wasn't clean of it. And, right. And, and it, it couldn't have been because it was too little a time before it came roaring back. Yeah, because, I mean, you know, it's it's wonderful to, you know, see, to see people, you know, ring the bell in the office yeah. and, and they, they're they cancer-free or they're, they're, they're in remission and... And then, well, yeah, ringing the bell really later. is just an indication that you've had your last treatment, your last chemo. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, whatever. You know, no, what I, mean? I know. You're doing I, but... some kind of thing that's you know that says, "Look, I'm I'm, I'm out of this." Yeah, and then boom, it comes back. So it's just horrible to hear. It's terrible to hear. Um, so in 2015, when she was diagnosed, she shared her struggle openly on social media. Uh, but this time was different. We have a clip on this. As she found out shortly after her friend Luke Perry had died unexpectedly. At 52 from a stroke. You remember that, yeah, of course. Yeah. So this is her talking about that. It was so weird for me to be diagnosed and then somebody who was, you know, seemingly healthy to go first. It was really, like, shocking. And the least I could do to honor him was do that show. Uh, she added she wanted to prove that uh, she could still work, which is why she agreed to the uh, 90210 reboot. Right. Which kind of makes sense as to why she was awkwardly on, like, a screen and not really there, maybe. Right. She, she was could... always off doing, like, meditation and things. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. So she wasn't an active participant in in the, uh, the collective, which uh, some people read as her not being standoffish, but we didn't know she was really fully uh, still dealing with this. Yeah. But she said, you know, it, it, essentially that... Um, Anybody, she wanted to keep working. Uh, yeah. You know, she said, our, our life doesn't end the minute we get that diagnosis. We still have some living to do. So I, I don't know any more than, you know, uh, what what she faces now. I'm not sure what she's going to have to do. Um, but stage four never seems good. Right. You know, though, again, and I say this as encouragement to anybody who's listening, who's dealing with anything like this. Um, uh, you know, as as Dr. Mike often says, we're we're... We're we're at an incredible time in in medical treatment now, and the innovations and the treatments and the things and the stories that would have been um, absolutely bleak have turned around. So it is. Uh, there's every reason to maintain hope if you're dealing with this, and and you know all different types. Obviously, um, I had one that was prostate cancer was is, is serious, but it's it's a very treatable form of cancer. So. Uh, there are a lot of people who have successfully beaten breast cancer and had very dire diagnoses. So, uh, yeah. you know, you have every reason to, to, as she's saying, be in the game and work and conduct your life. We got some calls coming up, but we need to keep moving. Yeah. But Mike, uh, who's on the line, said he was after cancer free. He got checked every three months, CAT scan every six months and blood work. Yeah. Uh, so or every three months, he got a CAT scan and six months blood work. So uh, I don't know. If we'll talk about it later on or not. But I was just curious about that, how closely they monitor um, after, even after you're in remission and so on, you know. Yeah. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, stage four. So we'll follow this, obviously, and we'll see what goes on. Uh, the Daily News reported that uh, baseball coach John Altobelli and his wife Carrie and daughter Alyssa, who died along with Kobe Bryant and his daughter Gianna, and two others in the helicopter crash on January 26th, will be memorialized at Angel Stadium in Anaheim next week. Uh, John's brother Tony wrote via Facebook memorial service for John, Carrie, and Alyssa. Adabelli will take place Monday, February 10th at Anaheim Stadium. The remains of the three uh, Altabelli uh, family members were the last to be released by County Coroner uh, officials Monday morning of the nine who perished aboard the ill-fated flight. Uh, is it just me or has a whole lot of suck been crammed into the early part of 2020? Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely true. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, one more sucky story then. 
Uh, and it just keeps getting more and more graphic. Oh, is this, this the Nutless Wonder? The Harvey Weinstein, yeah, trial. So Jessica Mann, and, and I, I, I've had to redact a lot from this one, but I'll just give you, it's short here. Uh, Jessica Mann opened up about the about several aspects of Harvey Weinstein's life. Mann, who's accused Weinstein of rape, but also admits that she had an on-and-off relationship with him for years, told the Manhattan Supreme Court that he mourned his mother's death by pleasuring himself in front of her and then having her perform oh. orally on him. Oh, my God. Uh, well, so she don't, re- don't judge. That's the way I... Sorry, uh, I'm... Pe- right, my yeah. mother's passing. I, I, I did judge. the same. I, I yeah, said, you guys all have your Ladies parents. and gentlemen, thank you so much for coming. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to unzip now. Uh, she recalled one of their last encounters, which happened after his mother's death in November of 2016. She said, he needed to be consoled for his grief. Aww. And he wanted to talk to me because I understood grief. Her father had recently died at the time. Uh, she said, I think he pleasured himself in a mirror and then put himself in, in my mouth. Oh, my God. Who, honestly, oh when you look like that, yeah. you pleasure yourself in a mirror? She said, and it disgusted me. And she goes on to talk about, I, I can't even go there, uh. about taste and things <gasps> like that. Use produce. Wait, well, it's, it's not that well. Sweet or savory? <laughs> uh, How, does it taste like a peanut butter and mayonnaise sandwich? Well, the word putrid is used. Oh, well, that's not a good menu description. But uh, why was that talked about? Uh, I, that's a good question. Maybe because details help her case? Um, Did they have sample cups? It's so. Maybe, hang, hang on a minute. Hang on, hang on. Because there's another per- detail here that oh I need God. to word that I need to word uh, cautiously. But apparently it was only the second time that, uh, so if you're, you know, if you're squeezing an, an orange and juice comes out. Yes. <laughs> that's yes. the only second time the juice came out. Okay. Uh, so it, it was putrid and it disgusted her. Quick question. Did you mm-hmm. cover the, the fact that the jury was actually looking at pictures of Weinstein naked? No, I didn't know that. Okay. That so the, the, um, the, because she, he, she described him as having dramatically recessed testicles that yes. almost appeared not to be there. Mm-hmm. And um, so... Uh, hey, no matter what comes of this of this trial, at least we'll have that. <laughs> I mean... You know what I mean? Uh, so well, there was an artist, a, a courtroom uh, artist um, illustration of the jury oh. looking at the pictures. Were they laughing? Uh, or, no, they well, were howling and... Uh, serious. <laughs> uh, man is one of two key witnesses in the case. Uh, the other is Miriam Hawley, who is also accusing him of assault. But I, I wonder if... Um, yeah, all right, so we're wondering about all these details. If at the very least they, um, these people just want to sell every single image that you would have of Weinstein. So just on the off chance that he gets yeah. away with the, all of this and well, they that's find him innocent. Yeah, that's why I'm saying at yeah. least we have this. Yeah. You know? yeah. So maybe, yeah, they of course they want to break him. They want to embarrass him. They want to do all of that stuff, sure. Okay. And now, there's, also, there's no way that he's walking away innocent. There's no, it just, I mean, with all these details. You know, he's, go, he's getting his due process here. He did, there was a massive civil settlement that that, that was reported. You remember, you, you reported on it, Preston, where they, the, a couple of the people he's, we're talking millions and millions of dollars being paid out. But this is the this is the legal case, right? So we're we're dealing with a whole set of, and it's also the first legal case yeah, because yeah. there are other ones pending in California and in Europe. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So it continues, and I I don't know if it can get much more graphic than it has, but uh, I'll bet you it can. Re- regardless of whatever, <laughs> he is just the most disgusting guy. Yeah, 
And and it, the story is more disgusting and perverted every every single day. All right, we're going to do a complete 180. Please. Full-on whiplash here. We're going in another direction. I need to be deloused. Kim Kardashian answered fans. That's not much better. Diet questions okay. on Twitter on Monday, explaining that she was craving Eggo waffles when she was pregnant. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, she tweeted. It's just in. <laughs> Kim Kardashian reels. Craving Eggo waffles while pregnant. Uh, so I think this is while pregnant. So right. Uh, she tweeted, "I eat mostly plant based, no meat anymore." When fans asked her if kids followed her plan, she replied, "Yes, they do." Mm-hmm. North is a pescatarian, though. Oh no, this is North's. Uh, well, I don't know. This Who the is hell is it? What? Who are you protecting? Uh, Kardashian shared snippets of a typical diet day, writing oatmeal and vegan sausage for breakfast. Vegan tacos are my fave for lunch, and salads are good, too. I, I want to die. Um, she also, I want to die hearing this. She also said, I love Cheetos. OMG Cheetos, Puffs, too, and Doritos sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. Mm-hmm. She said, I hate hot anything. I hate uh, spicy anything. I know this is going to be very unpopular to so many, but I just don't like it. And regular Cheetos for me or Cheeto Puffs are my absolute fave. So there you go. There's your palate cleanser from Harvey Weinstein. Just got to let it sit. You got to let it sit. Can't deal with it. Robert Pattinson has been declared the most handsome man, according to the Daily... Not while you're alive, buddy. The Daily Mail's rigorous analysis. The revelation comes after the October 2019 news that Bella Hadid is the most beautiful woman in the world, according to science. Now, here's how the science works. Okay. Batman's eyebrows. This would be... Rob, Robert Pattinson. His <laughs> eyebrows, eyes, jaw, nose, lips, and general face shape were measured against the features of other male celebrities and the Greeks' notion of facial perfection. All right. These researchers arrived at the notion of perfection by using the golden ratio of beauty phi, oh, which yeah. is a tool painters use during the, uh, used during the Renaissance. So that is it's it's old school. There is a there is an actual equation about uh, length of hairline to the eyebrows, uh, the eyebrows to the uh, the base of the nose, and 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 the spacing. So he he does seem to have a classically chiseled look. But he's got a big forehead. Look at that, yeah. Kathy. Don't you think that's a Nothing lot of forehead? Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> <laughs> well. On a guy, maybe. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, see acor- where you're going. <laughs> if you pull that hair on your back, does your forehead shrink? <laughs> According to the formula, Pattinson came in at a 92.15 on the scale. Yeah. Uh, the runners-up in order were Henry Cavill. But, yeah, another good-looking guy. Bradley Cooper. Yeah. Oh, this is nothing but good-looking guys. In fact, this is nothing but the best-looking people. Okay. Uh, Brad Pitt, George Clooney, Hugh Jackman, David Beckham, Idris Elba, Kanye West huh? and Ryan Gosling. All right. Uh, in comparison, Hadid's percentage. So, so Pattinson came in at ninety two point five. What she, about Patton Oswalt on the female side? Came in at a ninety four point three five. So she's hotter, even though she's a different gender. Well, now there's science to prove her ugly, Preston. Yeah, 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 exactly. All right. Madonna should have been on time for her recent concerts in New York City because her tardiness screwed over a bunch of fans financially and otherwise, according to a new lawsuit. This is another one. Another one. Uh, being sued by a couple of guys named Andrew Panos and Antonio Vallada 
uh, who claimed that they were forced to wait two to three hours for Madonna to take the stage September 21st and October 1st at the Brooklyn Academy of Music. The start time was supposed to be 8.30 for the Madame X tour, uh, but things didn't actually get started till 11.30. Andrew and Antonio say that they were left high and dry on more levels than one. They claimed the value of their tickets was greatly diminished, and more importantly, they said they were left stranded at around 1 a.m. because they'd missed their scheduled trains or other rides home. Listen, I'm a steam fitter. I work early. I uh, missed the whole damn concert because of her. They, I'm a Material Girl fan. Uh, they claim the unannounced delay, which they insist Madonna admitted was her fault, ruined their plans for work and school the next day. Huh. Uh, they say they weren't able to arrange alternative rides since their phones were confiscated during the show. And according to uh, adding insult to injury, they claim that Live Nation uh, wouldn't issue refunds to them after the fact. And they also allege that the rest of Madonna's September and October shows Followed the same pattern of tardiness. This is what the first lawsuit was indicating, uh, that she now starts the show, what is the the set time? Is even on it's the late. 11? Yeah. I 11 heard, o'clock? I it's heard, supposed to be like a rave almost? Yeah, in the 11 o'clock hour. Yeah. But, and even then she goes late. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah, it's it's the advertised time that they, they have the real issue Stupid with. Stupid iPad. Which I, listen, I get it. I totally get it. I mean, it's, uh, you know... You, especially for us who get up at ridiculously early times. All you, huge Madonna fans. And we're big yeah. Madonna fans. But no, seriously, if if, uh, if it's three hours past when it's supposed to start, that's a real, that's a problem. And for us, it, like, if you do something like that during the week and you go to see a show during the week, it's it's razor thin wiggle room that you have. Yeah. And then if it's, you know, this is what, what the whole issue with Guns N' Roses for years was. Yep. Starting super late, it seems to the audience that you don't respect them. Ashley Graham, the model, popped up on her Pretty Big Deal podcast along with her husband, Justin Irvin, and the pair revealed their son's name for the first time. Oh, my God! They had a baby uh, just recently. His name is Isaac Manelik Giovanni Irvin. Uh, she always loved Isaac and Manelik, which means son of the wise, and I was... don't ins- give <laughs> a f- and was inspired by a trip to Ethiopia in which they learned that the country's first emperor was uh, Manelik. And the cool thing is that this is the first couple in recorded history to have a child. (laughs) Uh, Graham also discussed the birth process, saying, I have to say, now that I gave birth and I did it naturally and I felt everything, I feel like there's nothing I can't do. There's nothing that could come my way where I Pick up a ship. Where I say, oh, that's too hard. I can't handle that. Uh, I went through laboring for six hours naturally, she said. Is she into Cheetos, too? Maybe. Probably. Because Kim Kardashian. Uh, Rosario Dawson has been trying to get healthier since her father underwent surgery for pancreatic cancer last year. Man. Uh, She tells Women's Health that she is eating mostly plants and is abstaining from weed and alcohol. (laughs) She said, I feel so contaminated by the planet and seeing my dad go through this journey, I want to cleanse my body. Is she, is she still the uh, girlfriend of uh, Cory Booker? Corey Booker yeah. Yeah. Uh, I said, I want to have as much clarity as possible and uh, be very intentional about every day. She also opened up about her boyfriend, Cory Booker, who recently bowed out of the presidential race. She said, uh, it's been uh, beautiful, feeling nurtured and taken care of. I've never been this close to someone, and we make sure we connect. That's something that I've taken for granted in the past. I saw her in the Jay and Silent Bob reboot movie. Yeah. She looks great. Yeah. Yeah. She's yeah, she's wonderful. And she works well with those guys. Uh, in the past month, Joaquin Phoenix has swept the Best Actor Awards for the Golden Globes, Critics' Choice Awards, and the SAGs. Uh, the Joker star is using his position to push for vegan menus at the award shows, according to The Hollywood Reporter. 
Uh, the noted animal rights campaigner reportedly reached out to CEOs behind the shows and told them that other Hollywood heavyweights like Leonardo DiCaprio, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, and Kristen Bell support the initiative. Uh, Critics' Choice, uh, Choice Association CEO Joey Berlin uh, was all ears telling uh, The Hollywood Reporter that there were uh, practicalities to consider, too. Uh, Joey said, we talked it over with the network and our sponsors and agreed that it would be a good thing to do. You don't want to end up with a cold burger, but a cold plant-based burger is okay. Is that what he says? That's what he or she says. I don't know if Joey's a man or <laughs> Are one. they still going to leave out those plates of, of uh, cocaine, Preston? Of course. Yeah. I mean, these are celebrities we're talking about here. Uh, and then we will do one more story here. Let me see. What do we want to end with? Who's, who's enjoying living life? You want, you want somebody enjoying living life? Well, a story I wasn't even going to go to. Oh, no. No, that's not somebody enjoying life. No. All right, how about yeah, this? Someone uh, not too happy about their life. Ian uh, Benhote, a oh. BAFTA nominee for his documentary McQueen, will home the upcoming musician biopic Faithful. Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody actress Lucy Boynton Love her. will star as Marianne Faithful, uh, the singer-songwriter who had as a much-buzzed-about romance with Mick Jagger and has recorded 21 albums. Uh, the film will follow her ride from stardom to her times spent homeless and then her recovery. I wonder how many uh, rock and music biopics are now in the works. Oh, man, you know. Because you talked about Kiss yesterday. Yep, you know that they're going to be happening. Um, and, uh, I mean, listen, yeah, Bohemian Rhapsody was... I knew it was going to do well. I didn't know it was going to explode like it did. Yeah. So you know how that ignites Hollywood. Yeah, and especially when it gets Oscar traction. Yeah. I think the, the three-hour Richard Marks movie I'm looking forward to. <laughs> They're going to do three hours, three hours on Richard yeah. Marks? Actually, the original plan was to kind of space it out the way they did Lord of the Rings. Okay. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but two hours, he's just right there waiting. Yeah, waiting for you. Yeah. yeah. All right. Anyhow, we're ready for the clip, so let's do that. Uh, Summer Bashiel has been playing the charismatic Margot Hansen in Sci-Fi's The Magicians for five seasons now. In this clip, Summer talks about Margot's character development. When she sees how history has seen her, it forces her to look at herself and say, okay, I'm not the friend that I could be, and I'm not the leader that I could be. It's going to take a lot more work. Yeah, exactly. Uh, who is this? Uh, her name is Summer Bashiel. I don't like her. Uh, and she plays Margot. Well, you'll like a lot more when you know she's on your favorite TV show. Yeah, The Magicians. On man. Sci-Fi. Five seasons, huh? Tonight at 10 on Sci-Fi. Okay. Next clip. We're two weeks away from the series finale of the long-running hit television series Criminal Minds. Oh, my God. And here our buddy Joe Montaigne talks about mentally keeping track of his character's own continuity. I think when you first start out, you worry about that. You think, oh, wait, no. I think at this point I, I was supposed to have, you know, I broke my leg, you know, things like that. But the people like uh, script supervisor, people who handle continuity, they're pretty good about maybe reminding you, you know, hey, you have to do this, you dress like that, pop, pop, pop. Uh, season 15 of Criminal Minds resumes tonight at 9 on CBS. Who mics these people up during these? Uh... Lots of pops. All right, and there you go. That's what I have for you in our entertainment. You took us through every level of entertainment mm-hmm. on that Did report. I? Every level? You showed us the bright spots and the dark spots, mm-hmm. and you made us realize that celebrities 
are pretty much just like us. Like us. They pleasure themselves in the mirror. Looking Absolutely. At themselves, so they eat Cheetos. It happens. <laughs> All right. And uh, Doritos sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. Only, but not, not And spicy. lest we forget... Ego waffles. That too. <laughs> All right. We are going to take a break. We are going to have on the program a little bit later this morning, uh, Flyers goalie Brian Elliott, 40th career shutout, by the way, against Red Wings on Monday night. So he's going to be popping in. They're playing uh, the Devils tomorrow night. Uh, and then we have uh, money to give away with the uh, Dr. Oz question and more. We're going to take a break and be back in just a second. Stay with us. What's up, podcasters? We've got a movie giveaway. Ten pairs of tickets to the precedency premiere of Sonic the Hedgehog. This Saturday at 10 a.m., Regal UA Riverview on South Columbus Boulevard. To enter, email your name, age, and phone number to podcast at WMMR.com. Good luck. Holy mama! Hey, we're going to, we have a secret text for today. It's a chance for you to win uh, tickets to see uh, Joe Matarese. He's got a show at uh, the Scottish Rite Auditorium in Collingswood. It's going to be on Valentine's Day. Uh, Text word secret to 39333, and we'll see if you win a little bit later on. A couple different ways to win uh, that way. But now, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to hear a story. (laughs) Hear a story about a young boy who just wanted to see a swimming pool. That's all. That's That's all. all. Yeah. That's all he wanted. Oh, it's so cute. <laughs> you know, they're, they're cool. They're, they're big holes with water in them. They're fun. And they smell nice sometimes. Oh, yeah, sometimes yeah. I love that smell. Oh, I think that's us because we grew up yeah. lifeguarding indoor pools, outdoor pools. They were I love super bomb with chemicals, right, to, to keep them clean. Right? Uh, yeah, but especially indoor pools because that smell is contained. You yeah. know, outdoors yep. way different, but, like, outdoors have that... Awesome sheen, 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 uh, from the sun. <laughs> Dear God. I know. I'm just making I can't. this simpler. <laughs> no, um, so this, this simple story about a simple child who wanted to see a simple swimming pool. By the way, you can get a transcript of this. Was, uh, it's about me. Yeah. It's about Casey. It's about me. No, it was, just, it, it was kind of funny. He started, we do a conference call in the evening, and uh, he started telling us this story, and it, we thought it might be interesting, and then Kathy had something to, that relates to it. So uh, we we love to tell tales of our personal lives from time to time. So, Case, go ahead. Okay, I'll try and make I'll try to make this as short as possible. Go ahead. A new gym was built somewhere near my house, and I was sorry. Uh, we have to move on. <laughs> and I just so happened to be near that place, and I thought, you know what? Let me let me go over there real quick. Because I I know that they have a pool. Swimming is one of your it's your favorite exercise. It's yeah. I mean, so I I'm not going to join a gym that doesn't have like I listen. I go to the Y right, right. and, and Y has got a great pool, six lane, you know, twenty five meter pool, and I like that. But this this place is brand new, and I wanted to just see the pool. So I walked into the gym, and I didn't want to go through the whole rigmarole of doing the tour. So I went in. I saw the people at the counter. I said, Hey, I'm like, listen. I just kind of, I just want to see your pool, you know, like that's it. I know what a gym looks like. You know what I mean? You don't have to show me what free weights look like. I'm, I'm you know, I'm well aware. So they go, okay, well you need to fill out this, um, uh, this waiver, you know, liability waiver. I'm like, oh, well that makes sense. I'm going yeah. into a, an area with slippery floors. Makes perfect sense. So she hands me a piece of paper. Turns out it's not a waiver. It's basically an application. Oh boy. And yeah. <sighs> I, they, this I, is the, and this is one of the things that is really intrinsic to uh, gyms and health club memberships, and and the aggressive nature of of uh, the big sell. Well, yeah. and they're overly aggressive yeah. when it's new. <clears throat> I have a new gym uh, in Plymouth Meeting. There's a new gym as well. In case I went, and you know, same thing. And and you kind of walk in, or at least I did, knowing that's mm-hmm. what you're going to get. So 
leave yourself some time because you're going to have to do this tour. Yeah, I, I didn't have any time. I mean, when I talk to you guys on the phone. I'm a wealthy businessman. <laughs> and I don't have time for flat pancakes or gym tours, all right? Just want to see the pool. Do you think you got, as soon as you walked in, did you get that sense, like Kathy was talking about, the hard sells coming? Um, no, okay. no, it wasn't until they got the guy to give me, to walk me back to the pool, which is, that's what, that's what I thought he was going to do. Perhaps no, you don't this... recognize me. I'm <laughs> Jackie Bam Bam. <laughs> well, so you got this application. I got this application, which was supposed to be just a waiver. And I, I, I didn't put my information down there. I, I put my actual first name Fake last name, put the actual date. Uh, your name then, was your name was Emerson Biggins. <laughs> Emerson Biggins. Uh, my email address. I said uh, not my email at email dot com. <laughs> yeah, and That's so, good. yeah. Uh, work. No, I, I put like uh, the, the station's old number or something like that, and um, and so I handed it to the lady, and then she brought the sales guy over who then began to give me a tour. Even though I said to the sales guy, I'm like, I just want to see what, I just want to see the pool. That's it, that, you know? Uh, and then, it, now. You got in suckered his, in. In his defense, he gave me a short tour, but when it was all said and How done. How short was short tour? Um, I I directed this. I'm like, you know, when okay, you came back good. after lunch, <laughs> he was telling me about all the classes and this and that. I'm I like, I, I, I don't, yeah. I don't care. I don't care. I just want to see the pool. And then we we looked at the pool, and then he was, you know, giving me a, you know, a, a, the whole story about the pool. But when we came out of the pool, he directed me over to a desk and yep. started to sit down oh, at the boy. desk. And then I was like, okay, same like, thing happened listen, to me. I said, I don't have the time for this. Yeah, press. <laughs> I was just having oh, okay. yeah, Kathy hang on because the kicker's okay. coming. Okay. I'm like, I don't have the time for this. I said, you know what? Full disclosure. Um, I go, all the information, because he was holding my application in his hands. I go, all, all that information there is is false information. I go, you know, the, basically the only thing on there that is uh, that is true is my first name and, um, and, the, date. and, and, and the date and my age. And... <laughs> He got pissed off. Oh, he did? Yeah. So you're not Michael Hunt? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, like, made me feel bad about it. And, like, I am. I what mean, did he say? He goes, he goes, oh, man. He goes, um, oh, what, did, what was the words that he used? You're screwing me over. You know? He's what? Like, he goes, you're basically screwing me over here. You're making me look bad. That's you part know? of the sell. Yeah. That's, I, I'm sure for people who have done that, that's part of the sell. So how did you react? Uh, I go, man, sorry, man. I go, listen, I just didn't want you to have to file that information. I'm like, none of that stuff on there is true. <laughs> like, I not go, my email? Saving you time. Why did you tell him that? Uh, because I didn't want him to file that information. It was all, like, it, I don't know. That's, because it does, you know no, why? That, okay. then he had a reason to be pissed at you. Sure. Uh, yeah, but listen, because that information so. does go into some sort of database, and then they call you 19 times a week. Yeah. Well, that, I know. I understand why you gave him fake information, but why'd you tell him you gave him fake You know, because... I, I thought I was. You were actually kind of being nice. I thought no. I thought I was being nice. No, I thought not. I was doing the right thing. No, no. I understand. My but... intentions were pure and nice. Right, right. Um, maybe it wasn't the right thing to do. Were you and... guilt- guilty? Uh, the guilt take over and like, no, you know what? Just to save him some time from. Don't call this number. It's not real. Yeah. Whoa, bro. I just wanted to see the pool. You really betrayed me. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Kathy, thank you. Because I was going to do curls with you. Essentially, that was my... <laughs> I was going to do leg presses with you. And here you are betraying me. Actually, it's going to be your spot. No, I was going to spot you, bro. I, listen, I, I think uh, them having to do a little needless work is, is a little payback for them clearly not 
uh, they, they kind of hoodwinked you a little bit. You just wanted to see the pool. Okay, we can do that. And then they lead you down the path when you've clearly said that I just wanted to do this. You know yeah. what I mean? So, yeah. no, you, you could have just let them do some senseless paperwork. Yeah, I mean, you could have. I yeah. refuse. Uh, so, for, in this case, and I and I know exactly this sort of scenario because I, I tried. people have tried to come at me with this hard sell and it, it usually ends badly for them. Mm-hmm. I would have said, no, no, there's no, nothing to fill out here. I'm going to hand you my phone. Go take a picture of the pool and come back. You don't understand. <laughs> Any possible relationship with me joining this gym is completely and especially... Uh, pointed towards the pool. I want to see the pool. And that's it. Because, they, you know, once they start leading you around, that's the whole cell. And and, and, and they, they were disrespecting you yeah. by not... You're a potential customer. You're saying, yes. I would like to see the pool. And that's you clearly said w- you didn't have much time as well. You didn't lie to them. You yeah. set the whole parameter of what you wanted from them. I... And, and I would have thought, okay, this the pool here is the is the deal breaker. If so, let's let him see the pool. Yeah. It's not like if you don't like the pool, you're still going to join. Well, he, so he lied on the application. I form. did lie on the application. No, it wasn't an application. It was a waiver. It was a waiver. And that, <laughs> that gentleman that he signed as was protected. Yeah. They do give such a hard push, though. When I got taken over to the desk, the little cubby, um, and he, you know, he said, take a seat, um, I just stood there. So I let him give his spiel, but he, I think I made the point that, like, I'm not staying for too long. Mm-hmm. Give it to me quickly. And I said, look, I'm not looking to, to join today. I went specifically for afternoon classes. I, I like taking a class with an instructor and other people. Yeah. And since it was a new gym, they didn't have an afternoon clientele, so they had no afternoon classes. And that was my one question. Do you have afternoon classes and he said not yet and i said okay then i'm not interested in joining this was at the beginning of my tour yeah and then i had to go through the tour and then he brought me to the desk and you did all that because you felt bad and no, you, you I, know? Case, I went into it knowing. I went to a brand new gym. They had just opened. It was like the month that they had opened. And yeah. I, I knew that I was going to have to do it. I kind of sped it along. I, I moved it along quickly. And I was like, yeah, not really interested, you know, in your turf over there. It's not what I do. And, you know, so I moved it along a little bit. And he knew. Um, he let me look at the, the locker room. I did want to see that and whatever. But when he came out. So on my uh, waiver, Casey. Uh, oh, your, your quote-unquote waiver? My waiver. I did not lie. Okay. However, I now get at least one or two messages a week here at the radio station because that's the number I There call. you go. Oh, man, you <laughs> I see? didn't give myself yes, a... Yes, Velma Vagellini. <laughs> are there any places that push harder than gyms? Because some And some gyms are fine, but new gyms seem to be the hardest sell in any new business. So there's a gym in this in this building. And not that they gave a, a, a mega hard sell, but I'm like, well, I'll, I'll, I just wanted to go check it out. And, and and there was an elaborate sort of process involved in that. And I'm like, no, I, I, I was just taking a look. Right. You know, and, 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 and I they, think even, when, they gave the cell too here. Well, they were a little bit better, but there was a process of going online. Really? And, and everyone knows what is why do you need this information for exactly what you're saying? You're going to get bombarded with calls. Yes. I don't want the And calls. it's part of the deal. That, I think, is the biggest turnoff to people. You walk in Casey out of the gate stated, all I would like to do is see the pool. You know, and if you, it seems like you indicated that's what I'm going to be. If I join this gym, it's predicated on that. They didn't want to hear that. 
You know, some of the gyms have a two-week trial period, and yeah. I did that at, um, uh, this was a few years ago, but uh, at the gym that had opened up, and I did the trial period, and again, I did it because of the classes. I wanted to try out the classes, see if the instructors were any good, and I was about, I would say I was a week in. I w- it wasn't even into the second week, and uh, the guy who had signed me up for the um, for the trial, he, he approached me, and he said, what are you thinking? And I said, well, I have one more week left of the trial, and he was like, no. He goes, either you have to join now, or the trial's over. Over. What? I swear to and God. And what did you oh, say to him? And, Come and, on. Oh, and I was pissed. I was so angry. And, and I said, okay, no, thank you. I don't want to join the gym. And I never went back because at that point, Technically, yeah. I could have. I was in their system for a two-week trial, but I was pissed. I was annoyed, and totally. I'm like, I'm not going back there. And then I would get phone calls from the gym, and finally I told the girl. I said, you have somebody who works there, and I, I explained what had happened. And she said, I'm so sorry you're not the first person that he's done that to. Yeah, yeah. That's and, a crack and I didn't crack. join that gym. Yeah. I did not join that gym. Yeah. no, that's I would have peed in the pool. Yeah. <laughs> a few other hard sales come in. Uh, people are texting timeshares, grad schools. Car dealers, obviously. Oh, my God. Timeshares. Time yeah. So yes. they're pressing. You've seen it. There's a whole industry that sprouted up about getting out of your timeshares. Mm-hmm. There are multiple companies now that help facilitate you getting out of these timeshares. Yeah. Timeshares do this. They have this gimmick, and we almost fell for it. My sister and I were in Hawaii, and it was, you know, uh, uh, rent a Jeep for $25. <laughs> oh, boy. That's all you have to do. I saw That's it amazing. And at the time, I'm like, yeah, hell, yeah. 25 bucks? you kidding me? <laughs> so we go, and then the deal is you have to sit through a two-hour presentation in order to get the the rental and, and join their gym and apparently what i've heard in in hindsight is that these presentations are as hard sell as you can get and yeah. like it's almost like you don't feel like you can leave until you sign something or give information or do or agree to some commitment yeah they, i know people who actually get free vacations because of that they basically will go and they endure and, it and and they'll sit down through a two or three hour um presentation and then they get the weekend or whatever for free but then they must have they must be have steel in their veins because apparently the the hard pressure follow-up is yeah. supposedly second to none like they badger you i bristle so quickly at this stuff i'm yeah. so sick of that kind of that kind I of I just hate it, and 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 I I'll come back at people, and I, I I'm always very civil. I'm always very fair, uh, you know. And then if it's somebody, if it's somebody who's just simply a conduit, and they they they've been instructed to sell that way, I'll say, listen, I know this is your thing, but you you need to understand, I have no interest whatsoever. Yeah. I did one of those where I sat through. This was when right when I first we first started working, or I first started working with you guys at Y100, and um, I sat through one of those presentations for a free trip to Orlando. We got to Orlando. We went to the hotel. Not and, Florida. Well, <laughs> no, you're right. You're really? Right. It, was Kiss- it was Kissimmee. So oh. you weren't in Orlando. You weren't, you weren't really near the parks. So oh, we, that sucks. We got to the hotel, and it was... I don't even know that it was actually legally being run. There was some random guy sitting at a desk when you walked through the front door. And, it, you know, it, it, when you looked at the pictures and you looked it up online. Are you a cop? It had, like, a nice restaurant and, you know, whatever. And we walked in and the dude was sitting at, like, a little tiny, like, desk from, like, a school. Not the desk that was set up behind him for the hotel. Oh and he God. gave us, the, he checked us in, he gave us a key. We went into the room and the beds were all unmade. Somebody had slept Ow! in them. There was, we were like, oh, my God. Well, that will be, be your concurgy. Yeah. It's concierge. But we <laughs> we called the company and explained it to them. I mean, we were sitting in the middle of Florida, you know, thinking that we were going on, you know, to Orlando, to the to the parks and stuff like that. And they did, they credited us back 
whatever we had paid for the trip, I think we had to put out like $400, you know, in, yeah. in total. They gave that back to us, but they didn't cover anything, you know, any other hotel. And then, you're, then you somehow go into this pool of information where you're bombarded by other places because you, you acquiesced in this case. Uh, do you know anybody who's had a, a successful... I mean, I guess there's some that are run okay, depending on who's what, time the timeshare. Time uh, yeah, they're, my aunt and uncle have a timeshare. And, and it works out? Yeah, It's great. I mean, they have, um, we went, every single year we went to uh, Disney, we went down to Florida on their timeshare. They right. are now passing it on to their grandkids, and, you know, they're able to go. I've, I've so heard that, there like, are like some rates that, can fluctuate. I guess you really have to uh, vet a timeshare, obviously. Yeah, and the, the place that, that we would stay at was gorgeous. So right. it was, an, I I'm, Rod- I'm sure it was probably a significantly... I think Rodney's know. got a uh, Disney timeshare. Rodney share. does a good one through Disney, yeah. yeah. And, they, and they're they're apparently really good. Yeah. Uh, let me go to some calls. I've got uh, Meg on the line. Hey, Meg, good morning. Hey, guys. Gadzooks. Yeah, Gadzooks. What's up, Meg? So I worked for an organization that um, there was a prize that was awarded. I won a free week's vacation <sighs> at nice. a timeshare. Yeah, it was great, right? Free week vacation at Timeshare. Mm-hmm. And um, when we got there, you know, they had the pool, the golf course, all the activities that you could do. Um, but before you could do any of those fun activities, I had to sit through that two-and-a-half-hour presentation okay. at a vacation that my work gave to me as, like, a congratulations for working so hard. So your work gave you a vacation predicated on you sitting and listening to their cell? They basically, that's that was free for work then to give that to you, correct? Yes, yeah. So they, like, put me up in this, like, nice condo. So, like, if we stayed just at the condo and did nothing, it would have been fine. But if we wanted to do, like, any of the activities oh, that, that sucks. included, quote, included, we had to sit through that. That that's like getting a, a performance gift of uh, they they let you test drive a car. Yeah. Hey, Meg, did they exactly. did they put the hard sell on you the the, the pressure? Oh yeah, yep. mm-hmm. I hate yeah, that. There was a bunch of follow up calls, so um, eventually they called me and I told them I was like, listen, I have a better telephone number that you can call, <laughs> and I gave them my boss's extension. <laughs> oh, that's great. perfect. Yeah. Hey, Meg, real quick, when you um have to go to this presentation. I don't know if you recall or not, but did you have to, like, hand in, like, an ID or anything like that? Or did you have to? Oh, yeah. Okay. Because mm-hmm. I'm wondering. Yeah, we had, if, I had like... to give him my driver's license. Okay. Because it would be awesome Thanks, if you man. could hire somebody to just do that for you. Then you're spending money on this free trip to, have, 50 to, bucks, though? to pay for a doppelganger. I would do it. I Might mean, be worth it, though. I, uh, listen. Gary you know, Lauer. If, if, I need, if I needed money or whatever. Yes, my, it's not my email.com. $50. It's $25 an hour just to sit in a room. The yeah. name is Idris Elba. <laughs> Be a few cocktails for Gary. Yeah. Sure, why not? I, these things are all, the, the, I've never, uh, thank God I've never, I just said through one, but they, the word is they're, they're excruciating. And, mm-hmm. and mega hard. I haven't heard someone say, well, they're really sort of soft selling it. They come at you. Uh, let me go to Doug. Hi, Doug. Good morning. You guys rock. Thank you, Doug. What's up? So this is probably like 15 years ago, but one time we got called in to the same type of thing. You go to a hotel. They give you a spiel about buying something. Here was pots and pans. (laughs) Pots and pans? Yes. They were offering us two vacations, and they wanted $2,500 for a set of pots and pans. (laughs) What? That seems right. Okay. How did they introduce themselves? Were they like, hey, my man, pots and pans? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, well, my wife wanted pots and pans, and I think they did initially say, yeah, come see something about pots and pans, and there's a free vacation. <laughs> 
But then, of course, when we were almost interested, they were like, okay, we'll give you two vacations. Hmm. Supposedly, they were worth like 750 bucks each. So, all right, so 750 bucks each. So you're looking at $1,500. That's what they're saying. Uh, yeah. and, and So then the pots and pans only cost you $1,000. $1,000. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, the sad part is we almost said yes. They almost got you. Let me ask you. So let me ask you, uh, Doug. Are you are you the kind of guy who's susceptible to the hard sell? I mean, because they these guys who are good at this can really wear you down. So you said you were you were almost considering buying the pots and pans. So yeah, I'm normally pushed back like crazy. Cause yeah, I'm not. I'm not. You know, like if it's something I want, but if it's something that's just a good deal, like. Like, what I was thinking was, well, okay, am I actually going to use these two vacations? And if I get there, are they going to be total crap? It's going to yeah. be it's k- Kissimmee. What is it? <laughs> Kissimmee. Kissimmee. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, you're, you're right about that, Doug. You're not sure about what you're going to get. I, I totally understand that. Uh, thanks for the call, by the way. I had, so hard sell in general will will send me in the opposite direction. Yes. Even if it's something I want. Yeah. So we Agreed. Were, so my wife and I went to a uh, a home show recently. Yeah. And uh, they had a product that I saw that's, uh, and, uh, you know, they're, they're pitching really hard at every one of these booths. That's uh-huh. what they do. And they had this product. It was this little dish that had this grating apparatus on there. So it was easy to grate things like, um, yeah, and I don't like kitchen gadgets. I can't stand them. I'd rather just use a knife to cut something up than a kitchen, kitchen yeah. gadget does it. But you could, uh, like, uh, grate ginger and, and, uh, and, and uh, garlic and stuff like that. So I'm like, wow. I'm telling the people. I made the big mistake. I'm like, wow, this is really great. I'm like, this is a cool product yeah. right here. And so I asked a couple questions, and then I was walking away because we had just gotten there. And the guy stops me. He goes, hey, hang on. He's like, you like the product? I go, yeah. He goes, why aren't you buying it then? <laughs> and I go, oh, you stupid bastard. Because I just got here, and yeah. I haven't decided where I want to spend my money yet. Yeah. I mean, he was really insistent yeah. about it, and it's something I actually wanted, but I purposely did not uh, buy it because yeah. the guy's like, wait a minute. Why? I mean, he was talking to me like I was yeah. stupid. Yeah. I was like, why are you not taking Oh, well, I have my reasons, yeah. F-Wad. Well, I would have said, because I don't like you. Yeah. Because I'm possessed of thought and the ability to critically think about these I, things. Just the hard, hard uh, sell. It's just annoying. I it's, just you're annoying. I don't us. like it. I is, hate uh, you. I hate you. Walmart <laughs> currently advertising on WMMR? I hate yeah. you. I hate yeah. you. I hate you. They are? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I, same I, think never mind. Uh, no. Well, go, it's, go nothing about, it's nothing about Walmart. But when you walk into a Walmart now, you get the hard sell from other vendors within the Walmart. They're, really? They're, not where I'm. Really? I went to the one out in Pottstown. Yeah, Pottstown the other day. And there is... Um, there are booths and vendors within that store that are uh, coming, like energy companies, yeah. and uh, uh, they want you to switch from whatever provider you have. And uh, it's it's uh, as soon as you walk in. It's not the greeters. It's not the nice old people that want to help you find the dish soap. Hey! Might I recommend, and this is what I do, uh, wear your headphones. That's a good idea. And every yeah. time I go food shopping or, or in, into any store, I put the headphones in and I just go. And then that way, like... What about I'm, headphones and a ski mask? No. No? <laughs> no. Right. no Listen, the, the worst is the uh, at, uh, at King of Prussia Mall. Uh, whatever. Oh. I, I've ignored them completely now. Do you the, use the hand, lotion? The lotion. Yes. Do you like lotion? Oh, my... Have you been to the Dead Sea? God, yes! <laughs> <laughs> Your hair I mean, is pretty. What do you do? They push it. They said that to me. 
They push it super hard. I just say to them, I just go, no, thank you. I smile. I keep going. They keep talking. They follow me. And I just, one time, no, thank you. And I'm nice to them. I smile at them. And I just keep going. Put your headphones in. You can't even hear it. Yes, I have been to the Dead Sea. (laughs) (laughs) We brought a child of ours who had passed away. We learned that the waters were healing. But it turned out to not be true. I remember cradling my wife as she wept openly in my arms. Uh, I'm sorry, you wanted to tell me something? (laughs) I've got to bring you with me, man. I don't know how they make any money. I mean, I have seen people who get roped in and, and pulled into their, their spiel, but not all that often. Like, how are they actually making money there? It almost seems like uh, like an anachronism, that it, like a, a hearkening back to the, the guy putting his foot in the door, you know, selling the vacuum cleaner from yeah. I mean, I, I, it, it just, I and, don't, and, and, I, but they, they do it, I guess, Kathy, because statistically it, must work. It, or maybe it has they're just to. shell companies. But it but it has to. They're there all the time. And there's a number of companies. I mean, one of them is they, they do ask you about your hair and there's there's a straightener. And listen, yeah. it's probably a good straightener, and maybe some people are picking it up, but that pitch, that sell, just back off. Turns I'm you. looking for a straightener, I'll come over. Yeah. Leave me alone. Uh hang Rape. On. I wanna go back <laughs> 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 I wanna go back to the timeshare thing because Melanie <laughs> Uh, Melanie was actually threatened, it says here. Hi, Melanie. Good morning. Hey, guys. Good morning. Hey. So this was a timeshare pitch? Yeah, and it got really hostile. Um, Long story short, my boyfriend was 30 years old. It was his birthday, and he had never been to Disney World, and I wanted to do something about it. So took him to Disney, you know, didn't have that much cash. We're in our young 20s, and I thought, you know, my hotel offered this opportunity that for spending i think they said it was like four or five hours at this timeshare we could get a hundred extra bucks and we could you know spend it wherever so i thought great good deal went to the timeshare had never done one before they were super friendly in the beginning they offered you know the brunch that you can get and they're giving you a tour and i'll give them credit it was a beautiful hotel really really great it just wasn't for me i had never been to a timeshare had no idea what it was decided this isn't you know something i'll ever use so when it came time for the sit down and, you know, going over the numbers, I just kept saying, you know, this really isn't within my budget. This is not something that I feel is worth me spending my money on. And somehow they flipped the whole thing around on us and accused us of lying about our financial information on the paperwork because I was claiming it was not in my budget. I said, nope, it's not that I can't afford it. I just don't believe this is where I would like to spend my money. Similar yeah. to you, Preston, when you walked into, you know, the home show. Just I, I mean, not where I want to spend my money. Yeah, so, yeah, so fair on, enough. on the form, it doesn't say you're be, – be, they're basically saying, well, you're compelled to buy. I mean, that that's – that's ludicrous. Yeah. And how, yeah. if you went, the thing is, by my reckoning, okay, we understand. Uh, you know, if at some point, keep us in mind, if you do, you know, I, I, that's probably why I'd be a terrible salesperson. But I think you're, why lose it entirely by turning someone off with an aggressive approach and oh, perhaps leave the seed there yeah. since you did go through with it once where maybe you, you, you did like the place, you might come back. I don't get exactly. that. Exactly. And again, I was really impressed with the property. I was impressed with the number of locations they had. So, yeah, for all they know, could have absolutely been a returning customer. Mm -hmm. And it's funny. They didn't even try to haggle with me. They never, you know, in the paperwork, they ask you how much you make, but they never ask you how much your, you know, your bills are throughout your month. Right. (laughs) Right. Exactly. I have a virulent cocaine habit. (laughs) Right? That, you're not going to see that on paper. I am a hardcore junkie, and <laughs> yeah. it's expensive. They ended up pulling us into a management office, 
kind of something that you would see in a movie where they get you into a little room with a bunch of security cameras and they had a, a hard sit down with us where they explained how, you know, in the state of Florida, it was a crime for people to misrepresent their face. Oh, my God. And that's a standard tactic for them, too, which is oh crazy. My God. Yeah. I had no idea. And I'm sitting in the office. I'm shaking. I'm like, holy crap, is this whole thing really worth $100? And I'll tell you, too, my wonderful, wonderful fiance, we have never gotten in a fight. We get along so well. This was the first fight we ever got in because not only did they use that tactic on us, but they tried to use us against each other in points because my boyfriend did they do did they they do good cop bad cop you know it just horrible did did they do like a good cop bad cop thing where they they split oh my god pointing out how I was smiling and happy during the whole experience and (laughs) you know how I seemed to really like it but that he was being the bad guy he was the one saying that this was not within our budget I don't want to say anything but I bet you the sex is not that good No, but I mean, so they break you apart. That is that, and I, I have to imagine. I have to imagine that is illegal. I have to imagine. Think, honestly, and you know what? I'm not that person that ever follows up and and complains about people. I work in the service industry. I get that people have bad days. I'm not going to hound down your boss and complain about you. Right. That was the one time that I made multiple phone calls. They said you have to understand this person really made me feel like you know not only was I in the wrong, but that I was being risked. You know, being put in jail in Florida. And, who the mm-hmm. hell wants to be put in jail? <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I think it all speaks to press. It's and it speaks to you, Melanie, and President, and all of us that you know you 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 don't know this system. You don't know what the deal is. So your no. natural, my natural inclination is to think, oh, I effed up. I did something wrong. I, I, I guess it was did I miss something in the documentation, and yeah. now I'm on the hook for something. <laughs> and, and, but the, the rule of thumb is. When they start coming at you like that, smash a table over there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or, or like act it. crazy, like act it. insane. Yeah. 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 You start acting like that. Maybe yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> any kind of paperwork in Florida ever again. Never fill out paperwork like in Florida. All right, thank you, Melanie. Yeah, Appreciate honestly, it. Have a great day. sometimes when I get that hard sell, like, I mean, I'm, I'm, in, I'm more inclined to go and buy from their competitor. I mean, it's the, that's the whole reason why I drive a Ferrari. Yeah. Because I was that's mistreated it. at the Lamborghini dealership, right, 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 and I was like, I'm not ba- having it, bro. Bam's story about yeah. being mistreated by a sales guy at a car dealership. Yeah. Was, it, was it a Lambo, was it? I, yeah. No, 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 it was a Mercedes. Okay. It was a Mercedes. Mercedes, and a guy came up to him and was giving him the big brush off because, you know, Bam looks the way he yeah. does. And uh, and eventually he decided, he, he goes to the manager, he says, yeah, I'm going to buy whatever the yeah. most expensive model this is right now in cash but not from that guy. I'm going to get it from that guy over there or something like that and just pissed him off royally. Love so. it. All right, well, listen, I appreciate uh, Thank you for the f- calls. I know a lot of people have been on hold for a long time, but we have got to go on Fox 29. Yes. Uh, good day, Philadelphia. So we're going to have to take a break. I appreciate you chiming in, but Casey... All you wanted to see was the pool. I just wanted to see a pool. And next time you put down fake information, don't reveal that. Yeah, good call. Right. Good call. You can just <laughs> jump Keep out of going. it. Bro! We're going to take a break. <laughs> I was going to work out with you, bro! In just a second, going live on Fox. Good day, the B-File as well. Stay down. Ah, uh, springtime is in the air early. As we fantasize of riffs and rock outdoors on the lawn. Get set for MMRBQ 2020, Saturday, May 16th at BB&T Pavilion. Disturbed. Royal Blood. I only love when I love you. The Pretty Reckless. Sublime with Rome. I don't practice 
the best value in rock. Nine bands for just 50 bucks. Also appearing... Puddle of Mud. Crowbot. Dirty Honey. Mongolian Metalheads, The Who. And Jackson's Local Shots opener, Foxtrot and The Get Down. Saturday, May 16th, BB&T Pavilion. Tickets on sale tomorrow at 9 a.m. from 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. We're going to go live on Fox Good Day in less than a minute. So let me remind you while we're waiting for that, that we have a secret text word today. Uh, Joe Matteris, who was just in last week, has got a show called Remember When. It's a comedy show at the Scottish Rite Auditorium, and that will be on Valentine's Day. So if you're interested in winning those tickets, just text the word SECRET to 39333. We'll send a word back to you later on. We'll ask you to call them with the word designated caller. We'll win those tickets, and we'll grab a random texter as well. And uh, while you're doing that, also think about joining us for the uh, Cardboard Classic. $10 lift tickets, by the way. And we would love for you to be a part of that. Now, listen, you don't have to ski and snowboard. You certainly can do that. In fact, we encourage that. But if you want to come out just for the show, it's free of charge. But if you want to do that, you get your lift tickets now. Details at WMMR.com, March 6th at Jack Frost Mountain. But those ticket prices are a limited time. Here we go on Fox. Okay, Preston, Steve, and the whole crew there. Um, A group of chefs got together. And they were talking about vegetables, and they came up with a list of the sexiest vegetables. Why they did this, I don't know. Because <laughs> they're they, horny. Yeah. I guess. Start guessing what the, what you think the sexiest vegetable is, and you can't say eggplant. Oh, man. No, that's um, that's kind of what I was going to go with. Steve, do you have one in mind? Cucumber? Cucumber's pretty sexy. Very phallic. Yeah, I thought about that. Yeah. Uh, I don't tend to think of vegetables as sexy. Isn't no. it like, supposed to be a pretty vegetable? Well, actually, the, the, taste? the chefs are, are they talk about texture oh. and taste. Okay, because we're, we're thinking the shape. Oh, okay. that's that, that's where we're going. Uh, what, what? Like, I'm, you, I'm thinking. Give me your me, sexiest produce. Well, kale is pretty. Like, I'll have kale actually outside planted and it, it looks pretty to me. Okay. But right. I don't. And the taste is. Yeah, it's good. But I don't know about sexy. Well, what is the most? Uh, no, nothing comes to mind. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, carrots? I don't know. <laughs> I think my, my favorite, as far as texture is concerned, it's going to sound weird, water chestnut. That's my favorite Water texture. chestnut? Yeah. Oh, that is a fun texture. Oh, Alex mm-hmm. is getting turned on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Got to well, pick up some of those on the way home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they apparently do this every few years, and in the past it was Brussels sprouts. Remember Brussels sprouts were the rage? Yeah. Still eat them all the time, yeah. They yeah, make you very gassy. They do. Yeah, that's uh, and to me that that doesn't that doesn't sync up with sexy. All right, you know what? Uh, beets. I dig beets. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I said it. Oh, I like God. beets. How about that? Golden beets specifically. Well, what, what rocks your world? What? Well, let me just tell you that kale was on the list last year and cauliflower, which is also gassy. Yeah. This year, <laughs> it is cabbage. What? Cabbage? That's the gassiest of them all. Cabbage? That'll wreck you. Yeah. Cabbage. So, yeah, they they say it's the hottest vegetable in restaurants right now. I mean, cabbage? I cabbage. No. Yeah, I- no, no. Cabbage is to me is, is is kind of like the lower level. It's like a filler vegetable for me. It's not. It's not. 
Well, when you think like, of, who's who's your magnum PI of vegetables, Preston? Uh, I don't have one, but uh, <laughs> cabbage. I mean, well, coleslaw. Cabbage is you know uh, coleslaw See? is cabbage, so that's yummy. I like that. All yeah, right, I like um, coleslaw and uh, cabbage rolls. Cabbage. You know, you have those, yeah. but <laughs> not really. I'm not. Uh, have, has I've not seen an onslaught when I go to the, you know, usually you can see what a trendy food is when you go to restaurants. Yeah. It starts to pop up all the place. You know, right. Oh, oh my God, shrimp and grits. It's a hot thing right now. You know, whatever it may be. Go to the supermarket and see where all the single mothers are hanging out. At. All right. <laughs> yeah. that's, and that's your hot, that's your sexy uh, vegetable. There you go. Okay. They're squeezing heads of cabbage. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. I mean, Apparently. avocados have been hot for a while. That's uh, so yes, true. But it's too yes, hard to catch them at the right time. I think. I think yes. once the chefs actually get uh, girlfriends, this list will end. I think that's probably going <laughs> to agree completely. Maybe yeah. So. Okay. Well, we'll we'll try again next week. All okay. right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> see where we get. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate it. We'll see you later. Even oh, Mike knew. He knew. <laughs> yeah. We're like sexy vegetables. Really? Week. You guys want to talk about that? I mean, we knew, we knew it was a stinker going in, but we tried. Yeah. And you know they do it on their end too. Some oh, producers like we're going to do sexy vegetables with Preston and Steve, and Mike and Alex are probably like. What? Well, right. w- if we could do a radio conversation where we could go to places, but not for t- TV, you know. Yeah, yeah. What's our throwaway aware of topic for today? Mm, I think any vegetable. any vegetable looks like a vagina, Mike. Mm, yeah. Is probably one that we'd go for. Be hot, yeah. <laughs> one that you could hump. Do you guys remember the uh, uh, the series of uh, it was either pictures or videos of uh, essentially people uh, fingering fruits? Yes, what? remember that? Yes, no. I mean like uh, yeah. cantaloupe and and uh, peaches and things like that. <laughs> yeah. Strawberries making it sexual. Yes. It was insanely erotic. Okay. Yeah. It, it was like, and it's the simplest of things. It's just somebody, you know, pushing their finger into a mm-hmm. fruit. Okay. But it looked, it looked vulgar. Oh. Yeah. So there are there are videos Ooh. of people doing like into into cellophane and into like tight saran wrap and into everything like that. Preston, uh, clay. Yeah. And it's a whole erotic series. Yeah. I and- guess because it's. It's uh, penetration of some I sort. I guess so. Yeah. Anyway, uh, let's penetrate the world of traffic. Dude, we have uh, NJ. Yeah. So good. NJM. Pleasure. NJ. <laughs> Seems like traffic's all backed up. Uh, we have NJM insurance company. <laughs> Manthe, what's going on this morning? Needs to be a big truck come right along and just push it in. <laughs> it's so, how did you just make traffic gross? <laughs> That's my gift. That's what he does. That's my gift. That's my X-Men capability. Get the gross guy. <laughs> Pennsylvania Turnpike eastbound. Jams Downingtown to Route 29. There's a vehicle fire. The right lane is blocked. 309 southbound at North Broad Street. An accident in the right lane. Uh, that's causing big delays there. Also out in Bucks County, Route 1 southbound. At Old Lincoln Highway, the right lane is blocked. It's backed up to Highland Avenue. 95 southbound. Jams Cotman through to Girard. And then northbound Naaman's Road to 320. Schuylkill eastbound slows 202 into Belmont Boulevard to 30th Street westbound. Pashyunk to the Vine, the Boulevard to Belmont, the Blue Route out to 202, the Vine westbound heavy, the length 95 to the Schuylkill, and then on the eastbound side, I expect delays from the Schuylkill to Broad Street in New Jersey. Anything happening out in intercourse? 42 (laughs) North, Jams Blackwood, Clementon Road to 295, 55 northbound, Jams 47 to 42, and then 676 northbound at Martin Luther King Boulevard in Camden, the accident there cleared. This traffic report brought to you by Account Temps. Do you need accounting professionals for long-term or reoccurring projects? Account Temps, salaried professionals. Service provides exclusive access to top talent. Account temps are Robert Heffer.
Craft Company. And that's your traffic on 93.3 WMMR. Thank you very much, Kathy. All right, I, I, I'm just going to mention this text. It's at the top of the board. It says, anytime Preston says yummy, I start laughing my ass off. <laughs> Whisper in your wife's ear, you're so yummy. Yes, oh. and see what she does. Oh, All right, I'm so turned on. I'll try. <laughs> <laughs> so gross. That is the creepiest voice. Right? I love it when you do that. I just, uh, it's just the oh best. My God, my nipples are so hard. What was the one you did the other day? Uh, oh yeah, yeah. It's about it. when your when your finger hits it, I'll start to quiver. It's okay. And you'll it's know, okay. That's right. It happens. When you touch it, I'll shake a little bit. You oh, know, you God. hit the spot. Oh my. Mm-hmm. It's right in my mouth. It's my little mouth tumor. That's what Kathy was talking about. She had a bump on her cheek. You can't see it from the outside. you got to go inside. <laughs> Hook your finger a little bit to get the inside spot. Oh, oh yeah. God, it. It's okay. <laughs> now for traffic. All right. We need to do the bizarre file. Here we go. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre File. Oh. All right, let me share some stories with you. We'll start with a, a man from Ohio. Gregory Gregory Siepel was arrested last week and remains in jail over a bacon argument. Oh, man. That turned into uh, Greg taking a razor blade and cutting a man over how much bacon he had consumed. Thursday. Bacon. bacon. Where's the bacon? This was Thursday morning. Greg attacked him. The victim said he made bacon this morning for breakfast. A Miami County Sheriff's Office report read... He said Mr. Siepel was arguing with him about the bacon and the amount that he had eaten. The argument, the victim said, led to Siepel grabbing him by the back of the head and putting a razor blade to his neck Jesus. and cutting him. Yes. Bacon. I mean, I love bacon. That's uh, that's a little harsh, though. Uh, Siepel remained, I mean, like a spork. Remained in jail on a $50,000 bond Monday afternoon. What food has driven people to do the most things that end up in the bizarre file? I think bacon is way up there. It's definitely up there. Uh, I got into a serious physical fight with my sister over pizza one time. Uh, I mean, like punches. She cleaned your clock, didn't she? I ate the the last one, and it pissed her off. uh, Wow. Yeah, yeah. Was it Emo's? I don't remember. No, it was like a the one you just you know it was in the freezer. Oh, and it was the and and I ate the whole thing. So oh. yeah, she didn't like that. <laughs> a German man has outsmarted Google Maps by using a handcart full of smartphones to trick the app's algorithm into creating a virtual traffic jam. Yeah. Wow. Artist Simon Weckert uh, Weckert uh, searched for directions within the map app on 99 secondhand smartphones he had. And then walk them in in a uh, small red wagon down several main thoroughfares in Berlin, including outside Google headquarters. The cluster of phones reporting the same location to Google led the app to determine that there was a large traffic jam in the area and updated its map directions accordingly. I fooled Google. In a uh, statement on his website, uh, Weckert wrote, uh, Through this activity, it's possible to turn a green street red which has an impact in the physical world by navigating cars on another route to avoid being stuck in traffic. He said he was interested in the day-to-day use of technology in all aspects of life within cities, including in navigation, accommodation, dating, transport, and food delivery. So he's actually, though, people were actively using that information and were probably avoiding those roads. Absolutely. Yeah. False Uh, information. Citing a journal article by anthropologist Maurice Alhert, he wrote, Google's map service has fundamentally changed our understanding of what a map is, how we interact with maps, 
their technology limitations, and how they look aesthetically. All of these apps function via interfaces with Google Maps and create new forms of digital capitalism and commodification. Huh. Uh, far from being embarrassed by the stunt, a spokesperson from Google said the company was impressed by records creativity, by the way. When you use uh, Google or any map feature on your GPS, do you have it in the straight-up overhead position, or do you set it to 3D where it's slightly... Uh, straight-up overhead. Okay. Yep. Interesting. A screaming goat was having a bad day in Ottawa's rural West End when it got its <laughs> head stuck in a fence and sparked concerns that a child was in distress. That's exactly. Goat, That's yeah. a goat. Ottawa police were called to a rural address after a resident heard what he believed was a child calling for help. The caller said the sound was coming from a wooded area in the north end of his property. Officers searched the area in the dark, but they found nothing. After speaking with a woman at a neighboring home, the constable, Amy Gagnon, said that the woman's husband came in and said his goat had, begin- had been screaming earlier. It was, it was my goat. Uh, turned out the curious animal had its head stuck in a fence. It's wild to see an animal like that y- yell. As a human would yell. Yeah. She said, what we learned from this goat when it's crying sounds like a child crying for help. And uh, the officer said it's always better to be safe than sorry. So call the police if you hear a child screaming, even if it's a goat. I had a screaming fox outside of my house yesterday. And I had to, like, and it was, like, every, I don't even know, 10 seconds. And it took me, like, three or four times to listen. I'm like... That, that's not a human, right? Yes. Right. I've never heard it, uh, and we have boxes all over where I live, but I have some friends who, they said, yeah, they get in their backyard and they yell Wait like that, and they said yeah. it's bizarre. What's the interval on the yelling? Uh, like every 10, 15 seconds, something right. like that? Yeah. I, heard, I heard screaming outside my house the other day, and I couldn't figure out what the hell it was, and I thought it was a person at first. Nick, it yeah. might have been a coyote. Because okay. we uh, a coyote, we had a coyote in our backyard uh, and there was one that was just in the general area. It, ne- it, that, to me, sounded like a woman being attacked. Yeah. And then I saw it run out of the bushes. That's what I thought it was as well. And yeah. then, but it was in the middle of the night in a residential area, so I'm fairly certain it wasn't a woman. And it, like, it was every 10 seconds. And then about two or three minutes later, it was 100 yards away. Right, it's if, the wildest thing. Yeah. yeah. If it was a coyote, I think in between screams, you would hear probably something like, meep, meep. Or yeah, something okay, like all right. That. That's fair. Correctional officers confiscated hundreds of gallons of homemade alcohol from inmates at a California jail ahead of a Super Bowl party that they were allegedly planning. The Alameda County Sheriff's Office said the illegally made jailhouse alcohol had been found during a search at Santa Rita Jail in Dublin, California. A little too much toilet in this batch. (laughs) Inmates at the jail had hit hundreds of gallons. Of the out- alcohol and garbage cans and other hideaways, apparently. Yeah, there were a lot of people in the jail that were going to do this. The sheriff's office posted a picture of 25 deputies standing in front of several bags of the confiscated alcohol, which they said was made from fruit and juice. Uh, officers at the jail regularly find smaller stashes of the homemade alcohol, known as Pruno. Uh, how- Pruno and Chi-Chi. <laughs> however, they were tipped off that inmates were going to, quote, go big to watch the Kansas City Chiefs take on the San Francisco 49ers in the Super Bowl on Sunday. A spokesperson said it smells horrible and can make people very sick. Pruno is usually made in prisons by fermenting fruit, sugar, water, and yeast from bread for a number of days in a sealed plastic bag. Can't that be lethal, too? It can. CDC has warned that homemade alcohol can cause botulism, (gasps) a life-threatening illness, and anyone who drinks Pruno is in danger of getting it. But it pairs nicely with Chi-Chi, right? Uh, They said they don't know how Pruno can be made safely, so they're getting ready for it. Now, speaking of the Super Bowl, 
Kansas City police say a man died while trying to ignite fireworks during a celebration of the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl win. Oh, man. Police said the man tried to light commercial-grade fireworks inside a mortar shell when one of them exploded. Oh, man. Here this guy is, so excited, and, you know, probably one of the greatest moments of his life if he's a football fan. Kills himself. Uh, it happened shortly after the Chiefs defeated San Francisco, so they were getting ready for the very end there. Should have stayed at home and watched it like the rest of the one million people. Uh, no other details were released. Uh, police say officers also will be following up on 160. <laughs> that was a reference to Marissa earlier, right? It was 11 billion. Uh, <laughs> following up on 160 reports of celebratory gunfire from 5.30 till uh, Sunday early morning. 700 early billion morning. people. Were yeah. All right, and there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file for you. Uh, we're going to take a break. I am... Wow. Okay. Yeah. I'm giving away this. Yeah. All right. There is... I'm going to give away a pair of lift tickets for the Cardboard Classic. Get out. Caller number 10 at 215-263-WMMR. It's Friday, March 6th. Jack Frost Mountain. Hit the slopes and catch all the action of the Classic on the Tubing Hill. MMR lift tickets pre-sale. $10 lift tickets available through Sunday, February 23rd. And there is a flash sale that's going on. That's why we're doing this. Cardboard classic winter hat and long sleeve T-shirt on sale in the MMR Rock Shop through noon on Monday. Uh, and you can go to WMMR for the complete details. We have a new logo. It looks really cool. I love it. I love, I love the cardboard classic uh, gear. I, I always get it. Yeah, get the merch and grab it now. WMMR.com in the Rock Shop. But we'll take caller number 10 and I will give you uh, those lift tickets now. 215-263-WMMR. Take it a break. Coming right back. Stay with us. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on the MMR mobile app. Hey, it's Preston. Thank you to Jack Frost Mountain for sponsoring today's podcast. The Preston and Steve Show is headed back to Jack Frost on March 6th for the 14th Annual Cardboard Classic. Go to WMMR.com for all you need to know and to pick up discount lift tickets while supplies last. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. People ask me all the time, what does this mean, I Hate Steven Singer? Well, maybe this is the reason. At my store, we don't play pricing games. We wouldn't treat our friends like that. We only have one price. One place, one price. Come to my store and feel the difference. You'll have fun buying a diamond for somebody you love. Steven Singer Jewelers. One place, one price. 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. And our flagship store at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. A couple of websites I always uh, check out just for, you know, interesting information and, and p- potential uh, show topics. Uh, BuzzFeed's one of them. I love that website. BuzzFeed, Mashable, there's some really good websites. I check out a similar one called X Hamster. Oh, well, that's, yeah. uh, I'll have to peruse yeah. that. <laughs> that's some really good topic starters, Preston. Uh, but there is one topic I thought was kind of fun that popped up recently. Uh, people recently shared their weird house rules that they had when they were kids and didn't realize that they were a little bit odd until they grew oh, up later okay, on. Okay. Yeah. And some of the actually some of these are pretty good ideas if you're yeah. a parent. Uh to be honest, like um here's here's a pretty a good, good parent or abusive parent. A good a good parent <laughs> okay. for this one. So like this this one, this is not one of the more odd ones, but it says my house had a no TV Sundays rule where we couldn't watch anything between the hours of six AM and six PM. This rule was usually relaxed in the winter when we couldn't go outside, but even then, we usually had to find something to do until it got dark out. Same rule. 
Really? Really? On Sunday? On Sundays, exact same rule. Yeah, and we had a a log of uh, TV watching throughout the week. Steve, you would have hated every second of it, but it was uh, my dad's attempt to limit a log of what we watched. I would have killed them in their sleep. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You guys know the infamous no Tony Danza rule in my house. Yeah, um, well, that makes sense. (laughs) But no, uh, it was a total of eight hours of TV in the week, and none on Sundays during those during daylight hours. We weren't allowed to do after school, so there was no TV after school. It was do your homework or go outside and play. But wait a minute, Nick. You guys were a football family, right? What Not about really. football? No, okay. No, no. Okay. It, just growing cricket. up. Cricket. Uh, yeah, a lot of cricket. <laughs> I learned the rules at <laughs> an early age. Did uh, baseball games count? Because there's a lot of baseball that's played during the summer and spring. It, it, it would be relaxed, like, during, you know, summer vacation. Because, like, my parents inevitably do what most parents do, which is just plop the kids in front of the TV. Yeah. my I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, 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 no. Go ahead. My wife had um, this a, a rule that was very austere. That's why she now watches all these cartoons yeah. as an adult because she missed them all as a kid. Uh, they had Preston in the basement of the house. It was the one TV on, a like, a stand, just a makeshift stand. And the most uncomfortable chairs. Yeah. And then that's all. The whole plan was if you wanted to watch TV, they had set times. You go down and watch it. They made it as unattractive as possible. I almost uh, uh, instituted a rule where on Sundays uh, during the day up until, you know, America's Funniest Home Videos, you're only allowed to watch me TV, Comet or Antenna TV. Really? Uh, Yeah. Just because. the You know, it's like the old shows and it would like force me to watch those. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like. Well, that's that's a preference thing. I get it. Yeah. Do they have things that they're? I mean, honestly, they're probably watching a lot of what they watch on YouTube and stuff like that. Anyway, right? Yeah, yeah, they watch so, so, a lot of YouTube. The television yeah. television rules now are sort of abstract, right? Since most people, most kids are watching their yeah. stuff uh, that way. Yeah. All right, but there's some uh, some other ones. Uh, they don't all have to do with the television, but I did like that idea. All right, so here's a little bit of an odd one: no lying on the couch. No lying on it the says, couch? My dad hated any of the kids lying on the sectional couch. If anyone oh, really? would lay down on it, he would immediately say, go to bed or sit up. Couches aren't for sleeping. Wow, okay. <laughs> and it says, ironically, he slept on the couch for 16 years since we didn't have enough room for the nine of us, so maybe he just didn't want us on his bed. <laughs> wow. Yeah, no lying down on the couch. You had to sit on it. Not only would we lay down on the couch, we would actually, I would sit like an astronaut sits. You know, I would sit with my back on the seat portion and my legs up on the wall. Right, yeah. right. I remember doing that. Uh, let's see. How about this one? It says, if we had been outside wearing open-toed shoes, we would have to wash our feet when we got back inside. I appreciate that. I still do it now as an adult. Yeah. I hate the feeling of having dirty hands and feet. Nick lives like a geisha. So yeah. that's one of the oh, rules. Man. That's that's the dream right there. <laughs> Nick, you wash your feet, right, every time you get home? In the summer. In the summer. Yeah, right. his feet are Open disgusting. Yeah, it's a flip-flops and nasty. All right, speaking of feet, this one says, <laughs> we couldn't go into the kitchen barefoot. It was a third-generation rule. My mom couldn't, and neither could my grandfather. He couldn't because he had dirt floors in the kitchen growing up. Oh, okay. Jesus. So when he had kids, even though the floor was linoleum, he couldn't shake the rule. So my mom couldn't either, and now my mom has rolled the rule over to us. No bare feet in the kitchen. I thought, and, there, and obviously, you know, older folks, and, and some people grew up in other countries, uh, dirt floors. I always wondered... How do you how do you mop a dirt floor, Case? You don't. You don't. Oh, okay. you, don't. you don't mop a dirt floor. No. All right. Here's another one. This is uh, this one says it was uh, just my sister and me, as far as kids go. 
Uh, we'd argued about everything. So my parents enforced the even odd rule. Mm-hmm. My sister got to choose first since she was younger, so she chose even. So on even days, she was able to decide who sat up front or what TV show we watched. And and still to this day, I prefer odd numbers. So they would rather than wow. haggle, have you know, parents play. The, these are great ideas. Yeah. Uh, then then parents have to deal with you know being the referee all the time. All right, you get even days, you get odd days. There, done deal. Is Simple it difficult to enforce those? Not if you live by it. And All if you right. have two kids, it's easier to obviously exactly. to enforce. Yeah. I have three kids, so I wouldn't be able to do that. I actually, uh, I had uh, taught my children recently about calling shotgun. Yeah. And um, and then it just became a major issue. I mean, I had my <laughs> kids running out the door. <laughs> the competition. With, with yeah. their shoes in their hands. Shotgun! I mean, they're in, their, in the driveway yeah. in their underwear just so they could call shotgun. And it just, it became so <laughs> bothersome that I said, you know what, never, no, I, I, I'm going to decide who yeah. gets to sit. We're also going to go get a shotgun. Yeah. yeah. Actually, there is a, I think there is, yeah, the assigned seat. Here we go, Casey. This could fix that problem. We had assigned seats for specific days in my mom's van. There are three of us, so the front seat was always the one that we would fight over. Saturdays and Tuesdays were my day for the front seat. Oh, man. So they had specific days. <laughs> wow. Where okay. you could sit that's, in the front seat. That's lucky. Well, growing up, we, we... Why not think of that? You know? Yeah. We would have loved to have sat inside the car proper. We were always in the trunk. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm sorry to hear that. But listen, it was okay. Yeah. Okay, so I got two... I got three kids. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have two. I have three kids, so I could give them each two days, and then we could have, like, shotgun Sundays. So yeah, yeah, all, yeah, yeah. Done deal. Okay. I, yeah, we were all shotgun, and yeah. it was, if my brother got it 19 times out of 20, oh, well. My yeah. seat was always <laughs> rear uh, right. Okay. In the back seat. Right rear seat. Rear passenger side? Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Did you guys, we had assigned seats at the dinner table. I'm sure you guys all had that, yeah, right? Yeah. It, it, it just, uh, it wasn't... Um, mandated it just ended up that way my brother my older brother had to be uh, more than an arm's length away from me because uh he would often hit me you know just because of the way i ate and- i remember the eating pattern yeah because we were up all the level in, inside of the the yeah. uh, tv in the den yes so my yeah it was my dad my mom me my younger brother and then there was no nobody at the end of the table not to block the side of the television so it's funny because my uh, my little brother and i sat next to each other my dad sat at one head of the table i sat at the other head of the table and then my little brother sat next to me to my left and still to this day when we go out to dinner as a family we always sit next to You're each other. Some, really? That's funny. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Same positions locked in. We just ate out um you know uh, just after new year's together and he and I weren't sitting next to each other, and I looked. I'm like, dude, why? Why'd you sit over there? Like, you're supposed to sit next to me. Yeah. You're my dinner buddy. <laughs> um, <laughs> my dinner buddy. So we're going into uh, weird house rules that you grew up with. Here's one that says, "If any," as the text that came in said, "If anybody, any one of my four siblings or myself would fart at the kitchen table, our dad would make us go to the bathroom." I wonder why. I don't know. Surprisingly, that was the one place we weren't allowed to fart. The kitchen the, table? Yeah. The, yeah oh, my the God. Yeah, yeah. If, it, it, listen, we would light our farts at the kitchen table. <laughs> did you guys have safety? Did you play safety? Uh, the safety didn't exist until much later on in life. Okay, uh, we did it, it as kids. Yeah, no, it, it, it probably didn't happen until, I think, college. I remember one of the weird uh, house rules, which was uh, never, ever, ever run the um, garbage disposal without the water 
running at the same oh, time. Sure. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. it'll overheat and explode. Well, the, exactly. <laughs> yes. Yes, I always was led to believe the house would catch on fire. Uh-huh. Are you kidding? If you ran it <laughs> yeah. without running water I, in to it. To this day, still do that. Me, yeah, me too. too. Just out of habit. I, yeah. Yeah. Is that true? I don't even no. know. No, not at all. No. I, we didn't even grow up with a garbage disposal, so somebody, I don't the know where gar- I got that from. The, the water is simply to move the debris through, right? No, Steve, it's going to explode. Well, well, yeah, no, it's, it's to wash the, the debris yeah. down. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. But I was led to believe that if you left it running, if you turned off the water and left it running... For like more than a minute, uh-huh. you're gonna burn the house down. Exactly. We had another disposal explosion. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, he wasn't running the water. <laughs> Your children ever throw popcorn kernels down the garbage disposal? Uh-oh, why? Oh, because it, it it doesn't it doesn't chop up. They're kernels. So what the garbage disposal does is it just shoots them back out the. Uh, That's kind of fun. Yeah. Did you have that rule? We we were never allowed to microwave bullets. Oh, oh yeah. man! I'm Dude, like, come on! You know what you're missing out on. My daughter yesterday microwaved ramen noodles, and uh, she's like, "Dad, is it done yet?" And I'm like, "No, it's about you know 30 seconds." I'm like, "What is burning?" Oh no! The, she didn't put water. She in. didn't put water in. <laughs> <laughs> I showed you a picture. Caroline did it one time with uh, uh, macaroni and cheese, craft macaroni and cheese, and it was it looked like a modern art sculpture yeah. when it was done. <laughs> my God, this is beautiful. It was. Uh, uh, let me go to Frank. Hey, Frank, good morning. Zion, a little con con. Yeah. <laughs> Not a bad Nell. Not bad. All right, Frank, what's the uh, the strange uh, house rule? So there was a kid in our neighborhood when, you know, we were real young, and he had, like, the cool house, you know? But it was kind of small, only one bathroom. His dad worked from, like, 2 to 3, or, sorry, his dad would get home from break at 2 to 3 o'clock, and he would come home from work to take a dump to go back to work. <laughs> so from 2 to 3 o'clock, if you were over their house, you could not use the bathroom. Wow. Wow. That's kind of yeah. – I and, respect that. Yeah. You know? They, they wanted to take a dump but, yeah. in his own home. But did they just have well, one got, bathroom? Yeah, they had one bathroom. Oh. And it got crazier. If you thought, oh, loophole, I'll just go back to my house, then the stepmom was like, no, you can't come back. So if what? you left the house to go home to go to the bathroom, you couldn't come back. And what was that so, predicated on? I I don't know. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. So, I guess she didn't want a bunch of kids being like, two o'clock, we'll be back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> See you tomorrow. Oh, yeah. All right. Interesting. Say Thanks. hi to your dad when he comes home for his dump break. <laughs> Never heard that one. Uh, let me go to Dave. Hey, Dave, good morning. Hey, good morning, gang. Hey, what's up, bud? Yeah, we had like 11 billion house rules. <laughs> 11 billion. 11 billion. No, the, the house rule that we had was that Every night, seven nights a week, eight o'clock on the dot, my father would pick up his newspaper. He'd go into the kitchen. He would make 12 peanut butter crackers and have a beer. And you did not go into that kitchen unless you were on fire. <laughs> so, it, and it was, it was, it was sad that dad has his peanut butter cracker and beer time and don't, don't disturb him. It was just because he wanted to be alone. We, we had to be, he wanted to read his newspaper, he wanted to take this beer, and he didn't want to be bothered. What do you so see in be, front of me? Yeah. There are nine quiet. crackers. Yeah. I'm not done. <laughs> and if you walk into the kitchen, you got immediately on his S list, and you stayed there for until he felt like taking you off. Yeah, wow. I, okay. there's some things like that. My, uh, my Thanks, uh, in-laws uh, would, uh, they had their, they would just split a beer. That was their their thing at night. At the uh, my wife would talk, tell the story. That was their time to talk and interact. They had nine kids, so they oh, had a lot of time. Yeah, you know, surprised they weren't drinking nine beers a night. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So, but uh, they, and that was the ritual you did not f with. 
All right. Hang on. Let me go to Sean. Hi, Sean. Good morning. Hello. Hey, bud. So you had a house rule, a weird house rule growing up? Yep. Uh, when I was a kid, me and my brother and my sister, we were food pulling up the dinner table no matter how late it got. So Say, say that again. You were breaking up. What would happen? We had to eat all our food before we left the table. Okay. All of it. Clean the plate. Now, all the food in the house. <laughs> yeah, Brussels sprouts and spinach. We wow. We it so much. Even if we vomited it up, we'd have to eat it. Wow. So okay. I, I very, very similar. My mom, Thanks. you know, it was like, nope, you're going to sit here. And, you know, if uh, you, you sit here all night, then you're going to sit here all night. And uh, and for that reason, like I, I was, you know, with like if my son, he was a very, very picky eater. I, I didn't, you know, I'm like, I understand it. Like, you don't like it. I'm not going to make you eat something that you don't like. See, because sometimes it can have the opposite effect. Mm-hmm. I did this, so you have to do that. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's interesting that you were able to say, I mean, no, I I'm not going to make around. you do that. Remember that scene in uh, Mommy Dearest where uh, the the uh, Christina, the, the kid, is refusing to eat, so they, they wrap it up, and then they serve it to her for breakfast. Yeah. She refuses to eat. They wrap it up. They serve it to her for lunch. They at the same plate, <sighs> and they just keep doing it until it's... <laughs> well, that's child abuse, isn't it? Well, uh, we, we, so. That's why we know uh, Joan Crawford to be a wonderful mother. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, how about this? This says uh, this odd uh, house rule was if we wanted a friend to stay for dinner or to have a sleepover, we were not allowed to ask in front of that friend oh, or it yeah. was an automatic no. no right, yeah. right, right, right. My because... mother hated being put on the spot, so mm-hmm. that was her solution, and she said it definitely worked. Okay. Yeah, and don't do it at the, like, my kid does it at the very, very last minute. It's like, dude... You know, you had all day to come up with these plans. Oh, give I me, know. Give me a hundred dollars. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you can stay, but you're going to have to listen to this timeshare. <laughs> <laughs> and so, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for coming. There is a playground in town that I really want you to check out. Yeah. Uh, here's another one. It says, uh, my family was had always blasted music and cleaned the house on Saturday mornings, and my sister and I got so used to it that when we lived together in college, we would still blast music and clean our apartment on Saturday mornings. That's just annoying. Yeah. No, that's great. I love that. Blasting music on a Saturday morning in college? Um, no, I just blasting music and cleaning. I, uh, not yeah, but if somebody did that in my day. dorm, I would destroy them. Uh, here's another one. Every kid in the family had an assigned color to help keep track of what belonged to who. Oh, my God. So it <laughs> that says, never would have worked. my color was red. My toothbrush was red. My towel was red. I only, oh, wow. I was only allowed to drink out of the red cups and eat off the red plates. No. My stuff was stored in red bins, etc. My sister's color was yellow, so all her stuff was yellow. While other families didn't do this, it really did help us keep things organized and avoid arguments. I used Jace- to eat my mother's uh, birth control pills. Wow. <laughs> Jace is, uh, has twin friends, two boys, and their parents do that. One is blue and one is green. Yeah. Okay. I tried to do that. I, I bought. I went and bought uh, a red, uh, white, and black plate uh, cu- uh, and bowl, and I tried to do that yeah. with my children. We're colorblind. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it lasted for about two weeks. You know, the really the the the, the key there is to the follow up on the parents. Oh yeah. my god! Yes. Yeah, I mean it's, oh it's critical. Mm-hmm. Rochelle and I every year we institute some rules, <laughs> and then two weeks later they're gone. And yeah. we, we sit them down and we have this. All right. Yes. Here's how it's going to be. And I've written it out in this presentation for you here, which we're going to post yeah. in the kitchen for everyone to see. Color-coded. <laughs> all that stuff. And we never, ever, ever follow through it's on it. It's a lot of terrible. work. Let me ask it's you. It's our fault. Let yeah. me ask you. It's our fault. When it would happen with my parents and they would institute something, when it began to in- 
fringe upon their, like, it, yeah. it's like, ah, oh, I have this. I know. Uh, I got to go to bed. <laughs> yeah. Did you do it? You didn't do your sign. I'm going nah, to bed. Nah, nah, we'll you, do it you'll, you'll grow up and be stupid, but that's yeah. okay. Listen, yeah. I, you know, basically I had a rule. I adopted it for my brother, which was, if, all right, if you're going to join an athletic team, if you're going to play a sport, you have to see it all the way through. You're not allowed to quit in the middle of the season. You've made a commitment to yourself and to your team, blah, blah, blah. Well, last year, my son decided to play lacrosse on top of, like, baseball and play and track, and you know, and he didn't want to play anymore, and I was like, good. <laughs> I don't feel like, I don't feel like tr- driving you to practice. And uh, hey, 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 is there one- anything else you want to quit? Yeah. yeah. Quitters are winners, buddy. Yeah. Let me tell you why this is a dead end in this particular sport. <laughs> yes. Quitting while you're ahead and quitting are two different things. Right. In fact, quit while you're behind. Right. Quit while you're thinking of joining. <laughs> Let me go next to uh, Leanna. Hi, Leanna. Hi. Hi, what's up? Hi, I just wanted to talk about a weird rule that was set up in my uh, fiancé's family. Okay. Um, So they have a boat, and every year we dock it at a marina, and uh, his father always sits us down and says, all right, guys, some rules and, you know, boat rules. Oh, okay, that's cool. Rule number one, no number two. You could not poop on the boat? Correct. You no. did, didn't they have a, a, a porta pot? Uh, they do, but it's, you have to get out of the boat and go to the marina and go into a hotel building. And use what? What if you're out at uh, at sea? What if you're out on the water? We we wouldn't go out for a really long time. So <laughs> you just had to hold it. Wow. Well, that makes it unpleasant. <laughs> I mean, geez, geez that, well, that's uh, listen. That, those are first, clearly first word, first world problems. Well, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> go into the yacht house. Thank you, Leanna. <laughs> Uh, uh, so here's uh, Marissa found a bunch of the, the text messages that are coming through. Here's one that says, uh, I had to eat fruit over the sink. <laughs> okay. What? Uh, it became kind of a messy food. To this day, I can't eat a ripe peach without a sink around. That's oh funny. My God. So that was a rule. If you're going to eat fruit, you got to do it over the sink. I'll eat um, it over the sink or I'll hit you. Here's one that says, uh, my dad was a GI doctor. So Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, we had to have four grams of fiber with breakfast. <laughs> then on Tuesday and Thursdays, we could load up with sugar cereals and Pop-Tarts. Oh, my God, that's funny. Here's another weird house rule. Me and my two sisters always had to feed our pets before we could sit down and eat dinner. And I still do it to this day. I like that rule. That's not a bad rule. Yeah. Uh, here's another one that says, uh, we would get punished if we got water on the ledge around the sink and didn't wipe it off. Uh, how about this one? No singing at the dinner table. Oh, uh, that sucks. That's no fun. Uh, here's Our no- rule was no talking at the dinner table. <laughs> here's another one that says, I wasn't allowed to shower when I was at home alone just in case I slipped. To this d- day, I still wait for my wife to get home before I shower. Wow. Man, that yep. stuff can stick. Mm-hmm. And this one, how about this? We couldn't use the front door. That was for guests. We had to go in through the garage. <laughs> like, you're not allowed to use the front door. Well, we gen- Most people generally use don't use the front door always to go in. I mean, there's either a back door or a garage door or something like did that. Did you have rooms you were discouraged from using as a kid? Um, Yeah, there was a formal living room that... You didn't want to go in there we anyway. We made our way into everything. In fact, when you told us, this is a room you should probably not go into, we, we would go into. Yeah. We were up in the attic. We were up on the roof. Yep. It's a wonder my pa- my father didn't at some point come in with a pillow and hold it over my face. <laughs> yeah, we went we went in yeah. every room. Uh, we were the house where, like, you were allowed to jump on the couches. Kids were allowed to, you know, play hide-and-seek, set up forts. We used to sit there, and we had heat heat registers that came up from through the floor. You know, the heat would pour out, you know. And uh, and so we take our blankets 
and hold our our legs, you know, to sort of tuck them in, and the blanket would fill up with hot air <laughs> yes. as the house temperature was dropping dramatically because uh-huh. we were closing off those vents. I love it. We uh, were terrors. I'm going to go to Chris. Hey, Chris, good morning. Hey, what's up, gang? Yo, bud, talking about weird uh, family rules. Yeah, so we had a lot of the ones that you guys are talking about growing up. Um, but the one strange one that I remember growing up, I, I'm the youngest of four brothers. We all wrestled as kids, you know, throughout high school and in college and uh, even younger than that. But I remember growing up, laying around the house. My dad wouldn't let us lay on our back. Get off your back, he would yell. Get off Is your that back. so you wouldn't get pinned in wrestling? Yeah, just so you wouldn't have it in your mind. You know, you wouldn't get used to being on your back. Seriously? Through the house, laying around watching TV. Get off your back. Wow, that is really weird. Get off your back. Yep, yep. And uh, let me show you how to do doggy style. And how has this oh, affected you to this day? To this day, I can't. I'm not comfortable on my back. No kidding. Nope. And could, he, you, uh, hey, could you imagine a kid looking up at a, a, a parent? What's that about? Yeah. Yeah, I just you don't want to be on your back. Don't get used to it. <laughs> That's all right. That's a little extreme for sports, but you know, whatever. Don't get on your back. Don't get used to it. Um. So apparently, there's a bunch of them. Here's uh, here's another one that says we weren't allowed to watch Pokemon or Star Wars. Uh, we were a highly religious family, and I think all of us went through a phase of believing Pokemon and or Star Wars were evil based on the fact that we weren't allowed to watch them. My mom didn't find out about that until we were older. She found it was pretty hilarious because it turns out she just didn't like those shows. Oh, get out. <laughs> and they thought it was part of the it's, religion. It's like the Tony Danza thing. Wow. As a we, kid, were, what, go ahead. we weren't allowed to watch MTV. Okay. Ever. Because of the nature of the programming? Yeah, the, con- yeah, the content, the okay. I guess the videos, and uh, yeah, and I remember my- Too suggestive? Uh, probably. Yeah. Probably, huh. yeah. All right. The right said Fred video. And then one last one, and we got to take a break. It says here, we weren't allowed to do anything involving water during a thunderstorm. Showers, dishes, laundry, yeah. etc. Yeah. My mom and dad's explanation sounded pretty solid when I was a kid. Basically, they said that if lightning ever struck the house- it would travel through the pipes and shock you through the water. I'm now 28, and it still feels like I'm tempting fate whenever I shower or do dishes during a storm. Isn't that true, though? Is that not true? Is that true? <laughs> uh, that's one of those ones that sticks, Case. I have the same question. Yeah. Is there any any bit of legitimacy to that notion of water conducting? It, it does I conduct don't know. electricity. No, it, it does not conduct electricity. It makes you more susceptible to getting shocked. Yeah. So water, water's a terrible conductor. Uh, oh, it will disperse. Yeah, but yeah. It, like it's one of those things like, uh, you know, you're safe in your car because of the rubber and the tires. That has nothing to do with it. I guess I'm thinking of the pipes. Yeah, if yeah. lightning can travel as far as it does and be as powerful as it is, it's going to be able to travel the, the half an inch that the tire protects you. It's the frame of the car. That right, because like in lightning, I've seen lightning. I've been next to lightning strikes in water, which is pretty wild. Right. And it immediately... Pfft, yeah, yeah, but just, the, water the water itself blows. is in the conductor, yeah. Yeah. right? And I figure, listen, man, if lightning's going to hit the house, you're effed. Yeah. So anyway, uh, that was their rule. So thank you for sharing. We appreciate it. Listen, I want to take a break because we are going to have joining us in just a little while is Mr. Brian Elliott, goaltender for your Philadelphia Flyers, 40th career shutout. Wow, uh, happened on Monday night. So he's feeling pretty good, and the Flyers are playing well too, which is cool. We'll take a break. Come back with that and more. Stay with us, please. Yes. Glad you asked. Highly suspect. Ozzy Osbourne. 
featuring Ashes to New. New music, more of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WNMR. Uh, Brian Alley, we're supposed to have him on right now. Yeah, I just got a text from Zach Hill from the Flyers. He said he's uh, calling imminently, so we should be hearing from him any Imminently. Yes. All right, in the meantime, uh, there's a little piece of music I think we could we should play, Casey. Yeah, yeah it's uh, ready to go. Where Where is it? Uh, it's on the Vox Pro. Okay, um, so this is, this is for Bill Weston. You ready? <laughs> oh. Yeah. Here we go. Casey wow. said that to me. Where did you find that? You know what? A listener Annabelle. sent it to me, and I apologize. I don't um, have that guy's information. Damn uh, it. I know. I'm, I'm such a dick, dude. Um, but, uh, yeah, a listener sent it to me. It's actually a, a new song. The song just came out. A couple of weeks ago, the name of the band is called. Here, go to uh, Annabelle Song Two. It's uh, okay. Just, Maybe Bill would want to add it to the roster here. Yeah. So he, this guy, sent it to me. I, th- I thought it was going to be a garbage song. As it turns out, it's kind of fun. It's it's a fun song. So it reminds band- me of the, a little bit of Fountains of Wayne. Okay. A yeah. Bit. yeah I can hear that. In that realm. Annabelle, where Yeah, the band is and called here, Creepers. Here's a new one. <laughs> it's called Annabelle. Bill hates that. He does. Um, mm-hmm. We we try not to enjoy it so much, <laughs> but uh, we do. It's just one of those things, and yeah. just dumb things. It's the uh, it's the stupid the stupid equivalent of an earworm. Yeah, Annabelle. <laughs> It'd be like that part of the song that they cut off when they air it, and they say, "But well, restore it, restore it." Hang on, we'll do the thing. Annabelle. <laughs> We need you, to work that in there. I've somehow. looped it, by the way. You looped it. <laughs> That's perfect. It's uh, I love it. I love the drop. Uh, it's just uh, too bizarre. All right. Well, while we're waiting on uh, Mr. Elliot uh, to give his call, Casey, there was something you wanted to show us. Well, I have a couple of things. I have another audio thing, something I had told you about off the air, and then I got this thing that I learned about yesterday. Uh, so I want everybody to take your your iPhones out real quick and and, right. and pull up an iTunes. Now take your tops off. Uh, pull every, up an iTunes. Pull, pull up your iTunes. Pick out any song on your iTunes. I don't care what song it is. I haven't used iTunes. I had in to a delete while. my iTunes. No. Really? Why? Uh, storage concerns on my phone. I, I moved it on. Well, they, we don't need to hear about it on there. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, it's right. a it's a porn thing. Yeah, uh, way pull, too much porn on my phone. Uh, pull up anything you're saying. Anything and and also take your headphones off real quick. Uh, well, just in, in a second, you're gonna have to take your headphones off. Okay. Uh, and it, does that. it matter what song? I no, choose? no, it does not cool matter. Song? Whatever it... song you want to hear. That, okay. well, now I got to go through and find a song. Oh, I, I want to hear. the first one that it came up. <laughs> All right, I got one. I got All right, one. you got one? All right, so uh, take your headphones off. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right, now press play on your iTunes and stick the speaker part of your I, I, uh, uh, iPhone in your mouth like this. Okay. And close your lips over it. <laughs> What the hell is going on? Seriously. Mm-hmm. Is, and we're all doing this at the same all time? All do it at the same time. Everybody oh, press play. Make... All right. All, all, all the way. Uh, uh. All right. Now, cover your ears. Both your ears. I refuse to do this. Well, you can't hear it? Yeah, I can hear it. Yeah. Okay. 
It's like a bone. It's like bone phones, <laughs> earphones. Kathy, why are you not doing it's it? My, it won't fit in my mouth. Yes, oh, it Jesus. will. Oh, my God. Yes, it will. Say that again. Real. <laughs> Say that again. Okay. So I see what you're saying. It, you can hear it a little bit more. I can hear it even without putting my my uh, hands over my ears. Oh, really? Yeah. So oh. what is if you're driving, is there a way to listen to it without having the phone in your mouth? Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like bone induction. Yeah, is what it's called bone induction. Yeah. speakers. We have we have a couple of uh, the the earphones. My wife uses when she swims. Yeah. yeah well, how much did those cost? <laughs> this is for this, free. You just, you just shove bone in her mouth, mouth and look and like an imbecile. <laughs> you know what? You know how you have that keep warm function on your oven? Yeah. Uh-huh. Try putting the dinner rolls in your ass. <laughs> Kathy, why did you not do it? I, uh, as this was all going on, I just hear, because we had to take our headphones off, I just hear Steve go, I refuse to do this. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks for playing along, bro. Well, I couldn't get my Asia song to play, which would have been so cool. Uh, I did do it, Casey. Isn't that wild? Yeah. Put it in your mouth? Yeah. Okay. I didn't see it. I did. He didn't Preston. do it. All right, no. here's I just thing. did it. Try this when you get home, Kathy. Okay. Draw a nice bath. Get in it. Yeah. Take your electric hair dryer. <laughs> dip it in the water. You'll be able to hear Prince. <laughs> While it's plugged yeah. in. The speakers have gotten much better on these phones. My son was uh, listening to, a, I was watching a YouTube video or something like that, and he was in the other room, and it, I was almost like, turn that, turn that damn music I'm down. I'm trying to listen to my story. <laughs> On my Stephen King story, <laughs> um, uh, but it's gotten. You remember the the old phones? It, like if you for some reason didn't have a Bluetooth speaker or something yeah. to hook it into, and you tried valiantly, yeah, exactly to listen to something. Hey. It was terrible. It's gotten much better. They're they're definitely a lot louder. I'm listening to Pearl Jam. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> By the yeah, way, yeah, a nice. Song selection, by the way, Preston. Well, what yeah, I meant to, I didn't mean to play the Prince song. I started to play Got to Give It Up by Marvin Gaye. Oh, that oh, would be way uh, better. Which is way cooler. Well, stick that in your ass. And then... Uh, <laughs> so you can get the bass response. And then as I did it, I my finger hit Prince, and there you go. So here's the Marvin Gaye. Hey, we need to put... Well, is I plus something worth playing at some point again? Now that we have our phones out and stuff like that? I we, think so, yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I wouldn't mind doing that. So uh, we'll get to that down the road. I have a whole bunch more pussy music. I'm <laughs> <laughs> We've killed enough time. Our guest is on the line. Uh, and That's just right. I, it, yes, it did. Wasn't that fine? <laughs> um, and he's got reason to be happy. Uh, the, the Flyers have been playing well. Uh, he is certainly a part of that equation yeah. as he's been uh, 4-1-0 uh, since uh, the 15th. And... Milestone in his uh, career, 40th career shutout. Um, so that's pretty damn sweet. That happened on Monday. So please welcome from your Philadelphia Flyers, Mr. Brian Elliott. Yeah. To the program. Hey, Brian, how you doing? Not too bad. How are you guys doing? We're doing well. Thank you very much. Congratulations on your uh, your 40th shutout, man. Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, I don't know. Just uh, we've been playing well as of late, so... Uh... You know, I think I saw a picture of I wasn't even in the net, and uh, we had Pitlick making a save for me last night. So that's uh, or two nights ago. So that's uh, what it comes down to: team team shutouts. I guess so, man. Listen, so the, the game against Detroit, um, they only had 16 shots on goal. I mean, that's either I, I know they're not playing that well right now, but defense has got to be on it if you're only taking 16 shots in a game. Yeah, they're a team that's uh, struggling, and you know they're kind of in a rebuild mode, and that's when you know a lot of pucks are going to come at the net, and uh, they're just going to shovel everything and try to get those dirty goals. But you know we did a good job blocking pucks out, 
you know, we got some uh, some big D back there that are, you know, pushing guys away and making uh, making it easier to see. And, um, you know, that's uh, it's big. And I think, you know, when we're playing our best hockey, it's on the attack. And uh, that means we have the puck and they don't have the opportunities that they normally would. Hey, do, you, um, do you have any, because I have no idea where the term uh, standing on your head comes from? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I guess there's, there might be a Google machine we could ask. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, I always assumed it was just because generally, if if a guy's making you know forty plus saves, he's all over the place and just jumping up and down and flailing to to make those stops. So that's why I always thought it was standing on your head. Or is that you know. a legitimate way to block a shot? Is to stand on your head? <laughs> it's could, it could. Hey. <clears throat> Put it in. It could be called the Elliot. From there here you, on go. Out. you never know if you're the he first to do it. He just did an Elliot, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. He just did an Elliot. <laughs> well, Brian, you, you mentioned that Pitlick saved the other night, and uh, Twyers, uh, Flyers tweeted out a photo. You're not even in the frame of the photo. Like, it's, the goalie <laughs> is nowhere near the goal at all. What, what happened on that play? Do you remember? Uh, you know what went down? Uh, yeah, the puck kind of squirted out uh, to a guy right in front, and. I was just trying to take his time and space away, and he kept going across the net, and I went with him. So, um, and I think it was some camera skills. I think it was all angles. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that, wow. that that accounts for all that. Yeah, but yeah. Um, no. Listen, you've you've been playing well. You never like to see anybody, uh, you know, injured. But uh, obviously, uh, Carter Hart's been down with the the lower abdominal strain. But this, you know, you get in there and you do what you're supposed to. What's what's the latest on him? By the way, is he going to be out for a while? Um, I don't know. I think, you know, I think, uh, he's been skating. I think he's been feeling better day by day, but, uh, you know, that's, it's, it's such a, you know, a weird injury and, um, yeah, take care of it. It's basically the same thing that, uh, that I've had a lot of goalies have had. So, um, you know, I think he's taking a care, taking care of it the right way and, um, hopefully see him back here soon. Is that, um, is that like from trying to do the splits or what, how do you usually pull an injury like that? Um, you know, I think it's just the way we play. It puts a lot of strain on that area down there. And, um, you know, it's just, uh, goaltending is not natural movement. That's for sure. What's, uh, what's the, the nastiest injury you've walked away with? Um, I don't know. Uh, (laughs) probably, probably that one. I mean, it's, uh, it's no fun, but, um, yeah, I don't know. He's uh, he's a young guy. He'll be he'll be bouncing back here soon. Okay. It's uh it's two different seasons on a lot of different levels, but last year it was a goalie carousel for the Flyers. It was eight, right, for the, throughout the entire season including you. Um and this year, uh knock on wood, not a ton of injuries except for the one that we we've just been talking about, but you've been healthy and strong and Lyon has been in the backup since since uh, Carter Hart went down. Um is there any rhyme or reason as to why last year went the way that it went and this year it's just been much more stable? Um, I think, you know, I, we were struggling as a team and, you know, that a lot gets, you know, put on a, a goalie and, you know, when you're searching for answers, sometimes it's, that's the easiest position to switch up, you know? So, um, you know, I think we've just been playing a lot better and I think, uh, you know, it makes us look, look that much better as well. So, um, you know, it's, it's just weird years some years and that was probably one of the weirdest in uh, NHL history, I think for any team. Uh, listen, Brian. Over the years, we've we've gotten to know a lot of players. We've had a good portion of the team on our program. We've been here in Philadelphia for over, you know, doing our show for like twenty three years now. So we've we've met a lot of people. But uh, Nick, this is the first time I think we've had Brian on. I've met him before. I think we had him on when you first got to town because yeah, his last did. name was Elliot. Oh, that uh, was and, it. And so there was you. You guys were going to exchange jerseys at one point uh, because oh, it's Pre- right. Preston Elliot, Brian Elliot, and Jake Elliot, yeah. the three biggest Elliots really in the media 
conglomerate that is yeah. Philadelphia. Well, Preston actually has a, a uh, Elliott Blues jersey. I do. Right? Yeah. I do. Absolutely. Uh-huh. Uh, right on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You want one of my jerseys, right? <laughs> yeah, trade back and forth. It'll be great. We could do that. We'll trade right up. No, but I just so wanted way. to find out, uh, uh, you know, about you on a, on a personal level. Uh, you know, what do you what do you like to do in and around the Philly area? What's uh, what's something for you when you when you got a night off and you're not staying at home? What do you like to get out and do? Um, you know, we got uh, we got two kids. We got a six month old right now and a three and a half year old. So we're uh, we're just trying to stay afloat, you know. We're uh, doing bedtimes and watching <laughs> movies and uh, doing that kind of thing. But um, you know, it's it's a great little area. We like to go to the restaurants uh, downtown, and uh, whenever we get a chance, take the train in from uh, Jersey and try to get the whole city experience. It's such a scenic ride, the tree. The train. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Do you get back up to Canada much or no? Uh, a little bit, yeah. Uh, we go see my family, um, you know, once or twice a summer, and. Uh, everybody kind of makes their way to, to watch the games down here. And uh, we summer in Wisconsin, so where we both went to school. And, um, yeah, it's just a, a great spot to spend our summer. We're looking forward to uh, to going back there again this summer, but uh, not until we play a little bit longer this year. Brian, I'll tell you something that's happened over the last, say, 10 years that didn't uh, used to happen in Philadelphia at all, which was uh, athletes, even if they leave Philly, uh, you know, they get traded or they sign elsewhere, they they end up making their homes here. Danny Briere has done it. Scotty Hartnell's done it. There are these guys, and, and it goes across all sports. People end up staying in Philly where they didn't used to. Have you noticed that trend, or is that just, um, uh, am I mistaken in, uh, in noticing that? Yeah, a little bit. I think, you know, there's a lot of teams around the league uh, that have, you know, really good alumni uh, associations, and you know, there's, there's a lot of hookups. You know, if you want a job, there's probably a job there for you waiting. And um, you know, I, I think uh, we've gotten to know uh, some of them around around here, coming around the rink a little more often now. And um, it's great to talk to guys that have you know had the same experiences playing for for Philly, and you know kind of give you some uh, some old stories that you can, uh, you know, reminisce about as well. Yeah, I think it's a city also that, that um, really respects players that that do that, that make their home here, and uh, there's there's just a little extra oomph, you know, when they're out and about around town, and uh, and as Nick says, you're, you're hearing more and more of that uh, happen. You know, we've had long had a uh, tradition, or at least a reputation of being <laughs> overly aggressive fans hmm. and, and negative, but that, that surely indicates that that's a plus if you're a player coming to Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I mean, it's the passion is there, you know, and that's what you want to see from any team. You know, there's a lot of rinks that uh, will fill the rink around the league, but uh, you don't have the, those screams. You don't have that cheer. <laughs> right. You don't have that, that passion. So it's, uh, it's fun to play with, especially this year. I think, you know, we're doing so well at home right now, and um, I think we're just feeding off that energy. Yeah. Do you know who picked the song when the Flyers score a goal? Uh, no, but it's a big controversy. Has, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's well liked around the, uh, well, the fandom. I personally, I hate it, and and I love the Flyers. I, I've grown up a Flyers fan. I love going to games. Uh, maybe it's working uh, because they're doing so well at home. This so I don't want to mess with Mojo of it, of it being something. Uh, you know, if it's if it's trending in the right direction, but I, I just think it's a terrible song choice, and I don't know whose responsibility that was. Yeah, I don't know either, but uh, it was talked about at the Super Bowl that uh, Shakira might be coming on pretty soon. <laughs> there you go. Wow. Switch it up. Well, I, I've seen on two sources, and I don't know if we had a chance to ask you about this, and I don't know if this has any legitimacy, but it says you were taught to do uh, moose calling by an expert moose caller. Is that, in fact, accurate? Uh, yeah, yeah. My uh, 
my dad's best buddy back in the day, uh, passed away my freshman year of college. Uh, he was world champion moose caller, and uh, yeah, it taught me a lot about it. And um, you're lying. I've, no. This is come on. <laughs> there, there are competitions out there. <laughs> All right, so perhaps you don't play a song and you simply belt out a moose call. Uh, I don't know though. That's, that's okay. not a goal. That's not a goal song. I mean, that's a save song. Yeah. Hang on. All right, Brian. Before. <laughs> Before we ask you to give us an idea of what a moose sounds like, I have no idea what a moose sounds like. Do you guys? Because if no. you, I want to hear what you think a moose sounds like. What, what I you, think it would you, sound like an elk, like a... Okay, so yeah. that's, your, that's your moose call. <laughs> what would you say? I would say like... <laughs> Seriously? No, I, have, I, okay. would, I would say more like Steve, like an elk. Uh, but an elk's kind of like, well, okay. It bugles. <laughs> that's your elk? No, it's like Jack A. Harris. <laughs> you, guys don't, you guys don't get outside much. No, I, no. <laughs> we don't, we're not. Um, I would say a moose is probably. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. Though. Is that pretty good? I was All right, let's hear it. Let's hear it. All right, what is legitimately, what does a moose sound like, Brian? All right, there's a moose call. Okay. Here, Moosey, Moosey. Oh, <laughs> yes! Oh, we fell for it. Seriously? I'm glad it's yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. It would work, though. Here's an elk. Here's an actual elk. Yeah. All right, wait. Marissa, during this conversation, pulled up a legitimate moose, moose call. call. All right, so here we go. You ready? Oh. Okay. Yeah, you were closer, Brian. Oh. Oh. Wait, wait, you got to do like a bubble in your throat. Oh. Like Vin Diesel. Like oh. Vin Diesel. It's about family. Yeah. Brian, is that, that how you got the a, nickname? That's a female, too. Is, is, <laughs> is it how you got the nickname of Moose? By by that awful joke? Uh, no, no. Um, <laughs> the, uh, I, had a, I had a Moose on the back of my helmet ever since, uh, you know, he passed away. So guys kind of just started calling me Moose. Gotcha. <laughs> okay. That's wild, man. But do you legitimately do a call? Do you, can you fake it a little? Yeah, I, I I did one uh, when I was up for the Hobie Baker in college, and okay. uh, I said the next time I was going to do it was after a Stanley Cup win. All right, all right. we got that. All we right. will not screw with that I, uh, system. Then I like to hear Moosey. Hear Moosey. Moosey works for us. That's solid, man. Keep, hang on to that. That's that definitely was a good funny. one. Wow. All right. Well, you guys got uh, you got the Devils coming up. Uh, the game is tomorrow night. We're actually going to broadcast it on WMMR. In case yeah. you didn't know that, Brian, we take. Uh, some of the games we do run them here on MMR, so uh, we're looking right. forward to that. And you're you're in net for sure, right? Uh, I'll probably find out today. So, okay. Uh, yes, that's the moose. Uh, well, listen, man. Uh, continued success. Congratulations on the 40th shutout. No small feat by far. Uh, and we're just uh, we're happy you're playing so well, and we're happy you're wearing uh, orange and black. So uh, thanks for spending some time with us, man. Yeah, no problem. Happy to be here. Thank you. All right, good to talk to you, Brian Elliott, yeah. guys. When he first started it, it sounded like he was going. Oh. Oh. It was like he was what? Yeah, Moosey Moosey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was great. <laughs> I absolutely <laughs> love that. All right, yeah, so cool. he's a nice guy. I met him um, one time at a game, and uh, uh, in between periods, got a chance to go. But he wasn't playing, and I got a chance to go back and, and chat with him. And he was meeting with a, a girl who was cancer survivor who oh. had who had come uh, from St. Louis wow. to to meet him and nice. come to the game, and he. I think he might have gotten him tickets and everything, so it was really cool. That's awesome. He's a super nice guy.
Um, real quick, I did see this interesting thing. Uh, this is actually bizarrely sent to me in a press release. Um, Nothing good ever comes in a press release. No, it's not that at all. I just did not know that there's a house in Malvern that where where they shot the movie The Lovely Bones. Yeah, Malvern yes. with Peter Jackson. I didn't know that was in yeah. Malvern for some yeah. reason or another. Well, the house is for sale. How much do they want for it? I don't know. It's a three-bedroom California split-style home. Was selected by Peter Jackson because it sits on a peninsula lot in a beautiful, peaceful, quiet neighborhood with views that encapsulate the neighborhood. It's typical middle class home with a wonderful family that can be found anywhere in America. It just screams child murder, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, so, I, I, we had AJ Mashalka in, and she was in the Lovely Bones. Um, so this was according to the uh, uh, the woman who is uh, owns the house with her husband. Uh, she had said that they had they, they were scouting. They came by. They said they wanted the house. Um, they wanted to have uh, people to come over and take a look at the house. Yeah, and they did. And she said, after everyone left, my husband said, "No movies in this house. No house. No lights. No people. I don't want them." Huh? But apparently, Peter Jackson said that they would send them anywhere they wanted to go in the world on vacation oh God, and funny. pay all expenses to <laughs> anywhere if they would agree to do it. Uh, instead of uh, Bali or Fiji or some other exotic place, he decided to go to his cabin in the woods in western Maryland. This is according to Betty, uh, one of the owners. Betty That's Seeley. boring. Right. Come on, man. Take advantage what? of that. Go to New Jersey. Uh, they also sent uh, him with a chef and housekeeper uh, wow. to make him comfortable. She said, while well, I stayed at home with the crew while they Jeez. filmed. Come film in my house. Even Seriously. Porn. I don't yeah. care. <laughs> yeah. Feel free yeah, to use just my bed. Buy my wife and I dinner, and you can do any porn movie you want. And in fact, when they decided they were going to go forward with this, they apparently invited the entire neighborhood uh, to a get together at the General Wayne Inn to let them know what was going on. Uh, and apparently, they took the siding off of six or seven homes in the neighborhood for the filming. And then they offered the homeowners whatever siding they wanted after the filming was over. They improved the appearance of the whole block. A little bit, she said. Gotta love that Peter Jackson. Yeah. Is there anything he can't do? Uh, the neighborhood was blocked during Intensive. filming, and they brought in trailers filled with vintage cars. Uh, Jackson brought in a world-famous movie landscaper, landscaping in uh, the gardens, and to this day, her flowers start blooming in the spring and keep opening up until the fall, Betty said. So apparently they uh, they did... Uh, they did the whole neighborhood. They were supposed to actually, for a while, the block that I was on in uh, Maniunk, Wissahickon, they were, uh, M. Night Shyamalan was supposedly going to film uh, at one of the houses, and that never came through. But uh, Oh, and, and by the way, in this one, the family, the, the dining scenes, they were all shot inside the house, too. They didn't really? just use the exterior, so they did a lot of shooting inside the house as well. I love that. Which a lot of times that doesn't happen. Right? I wonder what, how they picked that specific house. You know what? It's like the uh, Silver Linings playbook. So I went to uh, my, my son's daughter was in town. So her all-time favorite movie. And I'm like, oh, okay. I'll take you around. We'll go see the places where the movie was shot. So right. we went to the Lanark Diner and we ate. And and then I went on a website and I found that, sure enough, you can find out where all these locations are. So we went to the house that they shot. And I think they just shot the exteriors for that. And Kathy, it's just in the middle of a neighborhood. Uh, for some reason, they picked that house. Yeah, that's so weird. And, yeah. and even like this, like if the the guy was not into allowing them to use their house. They really wanted it. But like, why couldn't they just go next door? It's right. probably very similar. It, it, yeah. it is strange. <laughs> the uh, Lord of the Rings house is in Roxborough. 
Uh, the, wow. uh, yeah, yeah, the, really? Uh, the, the, yeah, the Shire. I did okay. not yeah, know in Roxborough. There's wow. a Seven Eleven right up on the corner. There's a lot of hills, so they could <laughs> dig into the side of a hill. Absolutely, and make that. But uh, uh, Greg Monahan lives here. <laughs> Uh, well, Peter Jackson, you know, so Absolutely. He, yeah, he likes to shoot. I like graphics. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, but anyhow, they're selling the house. Going to so. take Ridge down to City Line. Uh, it goes on and the market. journey begins. It goes on the market on uh, February 23rd if you're interested in that house. We've talked about this. I've always wanted to. There, there was a company, I think we had them on a couple of years ago, or a couple of guys who would lead movie-related tours around the area. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. And I always thought, um, uh, and did we discuss like a nefarious crime scene tour at some point? Yeah, that Grim, we... Grim Philly. Uh, that was one, right? Grim Philly tours. Right, right. I, now, you know, occasionally you'll see these shows pop up where they do that. And like in this area, we did the Haunted Philadelphia tour, which was down in the city, which is one of the most, I thought, enjoyable historical tours we'd yeah. ever been on Preston because you know, everything sort of tied together. But anything like that. You know, to to see where some of these legendary nefarious things took place in and around Philadelphia was something that actually just kicked it back into hyper gear was the movie The Irishman. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of those locations obviously were here and now they become popular again. Do you think we could do a Preston and Steve show tour? Yeah, I think we could. I don't know who would attend. What's that? Of strip clubs? Of different strip clubs. And Midgetown? This is where Casey performed with... uh, Who'd you Octane. Octane. Octane on yeah. stage at Club Risque. We could drive by there. This is where uh, Casey pooped outside the, our, our office. So the there are, yeah. Yes, there are places. Yeah. This is where Casey left his uh, soiled fact, underwear off uh, the contract and curve. We could do an entire tour of just places where Casey pooped outside. <laughs> yeah. There's a few locations. Poop, there it is. Here's Here's a, poop, there it is. Yep. The creek outside his old house. Yep. The, no, not uh, my house, Vinny's house. Oh, the creek outside <laughs> yeah, Vinny's yeah. house. Yeah. Uh, on the Blue Route, there was a spot one time. Nope, right off of the Blue Route. Well, close enough. Yeah. So, was, yeah. 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 Well, right. It was unfair. I mean, right. We should yeah. plot a map of Casey. We, do, we don't have to do that. All right, Marissa, you... <laughs> Poop, there it is, Marissa. When we were getting a tour of the new Comcast Tower a few weeks ago, Casey pointed out the window. He said, that's where we launched the very first badge. That'd be another yeah, spot on the go. Preston and Steve okay. tour. I'm telling you, all we have to do, all we have to do is rent a bus and provide alcohol, and people will flock to it. Absolutely, it's really the alcohol. We could do that. <laughs> Some other. Here's where we would have the Thanksgiving Day parade. Oh my God. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of places we got in, uh, in trouble. Here's where Jose uh, was his uh, alter ego squirrelito at one time as he tried to fly. Here's where Casey rubbed his nude <laughs> ass on Philadelphia insurance windows. There you go. Yeah. Here's where Casey uh, ha- had uh, dislocated his shoulder or yeah. separated his shoulder. How many different broadcast locations for you guys, for Preston and Steve? Uh, oh, my God. Just the three. Three, right? Three yeah. for the show, but oh, then... You mean uh, talking about studios? live broadcast? I've been in Philly. No, 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 no. Like, a studio location broadcasts uh, yeah. in Philadelphia. Was Four. It? Yeah, so oh. Jenkintown. Well, if you count WDR. Yeah. Oh, yes, oh, oh, okay. Jenkintown, yeah. Y100 uh, in two. Right. Media and Conshohocken. Right, and then, uh, and then here. here. And then here, yeah. I mean, two different studios here, because we were next door. Yeah. Right now. We yeah. drink yeah. a lot of booze between those places if yeah. we uh, spread it out a little bit. But it was only one place for uh, DRE? It was just that place in Jenkintown? <laughs> hey, you would not believe this place. The Benson East Building. <laughs> you would not have believed it. What a rat hole. Where did Preston you... was on, he was music, you were music director and full-time staff. I was part-time, but I was full-time 
a DRE in New York. But you guys had never actually physically we met. We never met in the initial, and, and that we eventually met in like the, I came in to do something with. Yeah, uh, it's like we were on the air together for yeah. a month and a half before we ever met oh, so, in yeah. person. Yeah. Where did you live when you worked in Jenkintown? I lived in Bluebell. Oh, okay. Yeah, at the, at the, uh, the right corner suites. Yeah, not far from Reed's. Uh, Which is like dilap- That's another spot. We had a lot of events there. It's like dilapidated, just what, sitting Reed's? there. Yes. Oh, is no. It? Why is it just sitting there? Yeah, you're right. I hate they, to see that. I hate yeah. to see a place that held really, you know, fun memories and stuff like that just go into disarray. But I mean, well, it's in an area. It's in a nice area. I don't know why someone is not or can't. Speaking of it. Reed's, if that was on the tour, we'd say, here's where somebody took the baby seat out of their car to have <laughs> anal sex yep. in the car. Inside yeah. the car. Mm-hmm. But um, isn't that right next to Center Square Golf? Course and didn't, that's gone, and that's going. It, that or was gone. A, no, it's gone. Uh, that was a couple miles down the road. But oh, yeah. uh, okay, yeah. It's a sh- is that where the shopping center went up? No, like they're, putting nice they're putting oh, in a neighborhood. They're putting in a neighborhood. Oh, there, yeah. I know. Yes, I know yeah. where it is. It looks like a nice neighborhood. It does look like a nice neighborhood. Yeah. All right. Anyhow, uh, we should take a break, but not what? before we do this because it is nine thirty. Uh, and we have a chance for you to win uh, through our friend Dr. Oz and his show. I have a question about yesterday's show. And if you can answer this correctly, we'll start with caller number 10. Uh, you win a $500 Amex gift card. On yesterday's show, Dr. Oz spoke to a prison guard who slept with Susan Smith, the notorious inmate who's been serving jail time for the last 25 years. What crime did Susan Smith commit? 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer. On yesterday's show, Dr. Oz spoke with the prison guard who slept with Susan Smith, notorious inmate. What crime did Susan Smith can commit? 215-263-WMMR. When we come back, we'll have the bizarre file. We'll get the answer, so stay with us. The President's Steve Show Podcast. Wait, turn up the sound. 93.3 WMMR. Everything. That rocks. I got a text from somebody who wants to mention. It says, hey, Preston, uh, being a drummer, could you mention that the Apice Brothers are playing in Sellersville at Sellersville Theater tomorrow night? Really? Remember we had Carmine Apice here in the studio? Yeah. yeah. Um, and he goes back with Ozzy and, and uh, Rod Stewart and Vanilla Fudge and all that. And his brother, Vinny, unbelievable drummer as well. He's fantastic. I think he played with Dio and a bunch of others. I can't remember exactly. But... Uh, if you're a drummer, go see these guys. They're legendary. And uh, Carmine was nice enough to uh, sign my uh, my book of uh, Realistic Rock, the book that I learned how to play drums with, and Carmine is the guy who wrote it. It's so cool. It was really cool. I have it hanging on my wall at home. Uh, I'm very proud of that. So uh, just wanted to mention it. So thanks for the heads up. I appreciate it. Um, Dr. Oz, hopefully you watched yesterday because we have a $500 Amex gift card to the correct answer to this question. We're starting with caller number 10, who we have on the line uh, and I'll go ahead and get uh, David on. Hey, David, how you doing, man? Good morning. All right, David. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it. So on yesterday's show, Dr. Oz spoke to a prison guard who slept with Susan Smith, a notorious inmate who's been serving jail time for the last 25 years. What crime did Susan Smith commit, David? She killed her two kids. She did, yes, that's correct. All right. You got it right, David. $500, man. I'm like, I can't celebrate I can't, that. No. Like, I was thinking the same yeah. thing. Yeah, she killed her two kids. Yeah, woo! I saw that on the call screen, and I was like, that's the question we Listen, they sent, the, the Dr. Oz show sent me the question, so they're the ones I have to go with. And she did, so. But, David, $500. Congrats, man. 
Thank you, thank you. MMR rocks. You're the man. Thanks, buddy. Uh, don't forget. So it all worked out for him. A daily dose of Dr. Oz each day. Dr. Oz offers health tips, true crime stories, food investigations, and celebrity interviews. You can watch the Dr. Oz show weekdays at 2 on Fox 29. So today, watch the show. Tomorrow, I'll have a question just like this. I'll try not to make it about children being murdered. But yeah, that'd be oh, applause. It, it all depends on what they want to talk about. Uh, you want, Am I supposed to mention this? Yeah, today's show. Today's show, breaking news, coronavirus in America, what you need to know. Uh, so you can check that out today. But we'll have a question about that tomorrow. All right. Um, bizarre file. Yeah, we yeah. got that. No. Bizarre. WMMR presents bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre File. <laughs> so it's brought to you by Jack Frost and Big Boulder Ski Areas. GFBB is open for a winter full of snow and fun. Save big when you purchase lift tickets in advance of JFBB.com. JFBB, where the snow comes first. Let's see. I have a few airplane stories that maybe I can link together. Let me see if I can. You're the aviator. I am the aviator. <laughs> I think I did. Was that? Did one? we do that? Yeah, that one all right. How about this? Yeah, I have three stories. Uh, all airplane stories. A Toronto-bound Air Canada plane made an emergency landing at Madrid's International Airport after pilots reported an engine problem and a tire rupture shortly after takeoff. The Boeing 767-300 carrying 128 passengers. And eight crew touched down safely. And here's the part why I put it in the bizarre file. They had to circle the airport for four hours to use up fuel and lighten the aircraft. For four landing. hours. Yeah, wow. that's standard four procedure. Hours. Yeah. I've I've had, you know, you know when you're circling, you keep making that left turn, oh, turn, yeah, yeah, yeah. turn, turn. And I've circled for over an hour before and started to get a little queasy because of that. Can you imagine four hours of just sitting there going around and around in a circle? Left side. Right. <laughs> and on your left side. Uh, a tire had ruptured after takeoff. A pilot radioed the tower about 30 minutes after takeoff to request a slot for emergency landing. Uh, it was declared, and they had sent an F-18 fighter jet uh, to take a look and make sure that the, the damage was not worse than they thought it was. And maybe repair it in flight. Yeah, I'm maybe sure they, they could, could do, do that, that now. <laughs> There's cell phone footage of the fighter jet outside of the plane. Which, I mean, you know, it's it's reassuring but terrifying at the same oh, time. Oh, it's got to freak you out. You know? Uh, the plane's yeah, land. it's a fighter jet. Because <laughs> <laughs> the tires are blowing up and the wings are falling off. <laughs> the plane's landing gear uh, did not fold up properly after taking off. And a piece of it may have damaged part of the one of the engines. But it, they landed okay and everything was all right. But they had to circle for four hours. All right, here's a different one. A mom of two who attacked three British Airways flight attendants after being denied six Bloody Marys... <laughs> Was on her way to a rehab clinic in South Africa at the time, yeah. So she was sort of blowing her proverbial wad before she went in? I think so. Emma Langford had been had to be handcuffed and strapped to her seat after a drunken rampage on the 11-hour flight, which left cabin crew shocked and the aircraft littered with broken plates and glasses. The court heard how Langford was traveling from Heathrow to Cape Town with her son to check herself into an alcohol rehab center. Oh, her son was with her. Oh, there we go. Uh, The court heard how she had crashed catastrophically into heavy drinking after the breakdown of her marriage and fears that she would uh, see her children put into care. Uh, 35 minutes after takeoff, Langford approached members of staff saying she was thirsty and demanded a large amount of alcohol. After her first drink, she returned to her seat, but came back and launched a tirade of abuse asking staff if they could afford her seats and calling two female stewards fat. 
She then punched customer service manager Matthew Richardson before assaulting another member of the cabin crew. That was Poppy Haynes, by the way. <laughs> Poppy Haynes, Poppy the night. Yep. Nicest damn guy. Uh, she later shoved a third member of the staff, Monique Fogel, against the aircraft door before throwing a tray of plates and glasses to the floor. One of the shards cut Mrs. Fogel's leg. She punched Poppy. A cabin crew manager said in a statement, the mother of two smelt of alcohol and puffed her chest out before starting to punch him in the galley area. Come at me, bro. Yeah, uh, so apparently she was just out, absolutely out of control. Uh, she pleaded guilty to three charges of assault and behaving in a threatening, abusive, insulting, and disorderly manner towards cabin crew. What a lucky crew to be along with her on that day. How about this one? Passengers started collapsing about an hour into a journey. The flight attendants brought out oxygen tanks to aid the fallen who were scattered across the front and center of a January 31st Rainier flight headed from Budapest to Edinburgh. Oh, jeez. It was the flight from hell, passenger Sean Pinkerton said. Uh, warning signs apparently began before the commercial airliner took off. He said the fire alarm was going off while we were boarding, but the flight took off as planned. With the fire alarm going off? Yeah, believe it or not. And this and Pinkerton, this guy was one of the passengers who got sick, too. He said there was something seriously wrong with that flight. He said three passengers needed CPR and four were totally were seriously ill. Uh, Rainier said in a statement that two passengers became sick. People on board reportedly began to panic during the flight, concerned that there wasn't enough oxygen. The flight was not diverted to a nearby airport. It continued on its scheduled destination to Scotland. Uh, Pickerton said that he was one of the passengers who passed out. He said, I went into shock. It was total. I was totally shaking. Uh, he said that he's filed a complaint with the airline. Uh, the crew radioed ahead to request medical assistance on landing, and instead the aircraft was operating properly throughout, or insisted the, that it was operating properly throughout the flight. Ladies and gentlemen, for your inconvenience today, everyone will be receiving a small beverage. So, <laughs> at least they compensated yeah, yeah. them. Yeah, so anyhow, all right, that's the end of the airline drama. Uh, how about this one? Walgreens will pay $7.5 million to settle with California authorities after an employee was criminally charged with impersonating a pharmacist and illegally filing more than 745,000 prescriptions Whoa. in the San Francisco Bay Area. Well, Kim, you know a lot about medicine. Why don't you do it? Kim <laughs> Thien Lee has pleaded not guilty to felony impersonation charges. Prosecutors said that from late 2006 to 2017, this is 11 years that Lee used the license numbers of registered pharmacists in order to impersonate them and dispense prescriptions at Walgreens stores. That's staggering. It included more than 100,000 scripts for opioids, such as fentanyl, morphine, and codeine. Lee herself didn't have a pharmacist license. The district attorney in both counties filed a consumer protection action against Walgreens. Prosecutor on Monday announced that the pharmacy giant agreed to settle and they will pay $7.5 million in penalties, costs, and remedial payments as well. I, I just wanted earplugs, and you prescribed opioids. Right. Wow. Um, I'm surprised no one died from yeah. bad well, prescriptions. Exactly. Well, all right, and that's what I have in the Bizarre File for you. Yep, I have some movie passes to give away. We have a screening coming up on Saturday uh, for Sonic the Hedgehog. It's a morning uh, screening, 10 a.m. at the Regal UA Riverview Plaza. That's on South Columbus Boulevard. And if you'd like to go, I can take seven callers right now, and I will put you on our guest list, 215-263-WMMR. Sonic the Hedgehog hits theaters nationwide on February 14th. It's rated PG, so give us a call now if you want to get on board. We'll be back in a moment. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an Internet connection. Check out the mobile app or go to WMMR.com. You'll figure it out from there. 
Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Wednesdays mean we have a secret text word uh, with your chance to win this time around. Tickets to see our buddy Joe Matter. He's got a show coming up Valentine's Day. And that'll be at the Scottish Rite Auditorium in Collingswood, New Jersey. So you still got a few minutes left to text over the word secret to 39333. And uh, don't forget, uh, you can visit com to get tickets for that. Uh, we're all done with traffic, so we can now move on to the lesson question. We're going to give away Stephen Singer's popular, fully dipped, classic gold rose. If you can answer this question correctly, Nick's house growing up wasn't really a football house. What sport did his family watch instead? Two one five two six three WMMR. All right, and you're going to have to have had to have heard. You won't get the answer by guessing. Trust me on this. Uh, Nick's house growing up wasn't really a football house. What sport did his family watch instead? Two one five two six three WMMR. Call now. Uh, we're going to do the trash. Why are you calling it? The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you by Patient First. Cold and flu season's here. Patient First is here to help. Urgent care that's open 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. every day of the year. 20 Eastern Pennsylvania and South Jersey area medical Centers. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, Shakira explaining her tongue flicking that was made internet famous during the Super Bowl halftime as a nod to her Lebanese culture. Shakira says it's a time-honored way of letting strangers know you want to go down on them. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Jessica Simpson says she and Johnny Knoxville carried on a, quote, emotional affair while they were filming the Dukes of Hazard. Simpson says many was the morning that she woke up with dried emotion in her hair. <laughs> And finally, Britain's Prince Charles announcing that Katy Perry will become an ambassador for the British Asian Trust charity. The announcement coincided with another royal announcement that all British ambassadors will now wear tube tops. (laughs) And that's your Hollywood chat. Let's go and see if we can find an answer to this question. Nick's house growing up wasn't really a football house. What sport did they watch instead? I will go to Chris for the answer. Hey, Chris. Hey, uh, a people <laughs> well, done. Which, well done. Which is another way of saying what sport? Uh, cricket. Cricket, yes. <laughs> nice job, Chris. Hang on. For you, a Steven Singer gold rose, fully dipped classic gold roses. You can get his brand new rose. It's gold. It's rose gold is what it is. Rose gold rose. Uh, for Valentine's Day, uh, rose gold, gold rose starting at just $69. Only at I Hate Steven Singer. Dot com. Music news time. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Yeah! <laughs> uh, it's brought to you by Patient First. Uh, cold and flu season is here. Patient First is here to help. And uh, urgent care that's open 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. every day of the year. 20 Eastern Pennsylvania and South Jersey area medical centers. So we'll lead with this. Uh, the surviving members of Soundgarden filed a new motion in court on Tuesday in which they denied withholding royalties from late singer Chris Cornell's widow and refuted her claim that she is the sole owner of several recordings that Cornell had worked on before his death. Ah, man. The motion is a response to a lawsuit Vicky Cornell filed last December against Kim Thale, Matt Cameron, and Ben Shepard, as well as the band's business manager, Rit Venuras. Uh, Vicky accused the band of withholding royalties from the Cornell family in order to force her to turn over the recordings, which were ostensibly made in preparation for a new Soundgarden LP. She claimed that Chris made seven recordings at his personal studio in Florida in 2017. 
and that there was no explicit agreement uh, that they were for Soundgarden, making the Cornell family the exclusive owners. Vicky also claimed that she agreed to share the unreleased recordings with Soundgarden so long as they used producer Brendan O'Brien to complete the album and keep her informed about a possible album marketing strategy. She then claimed that Soundgarden eventually decided to bring its own producer and did not want to involve her in marketing the LP. She also accused the band members of making false statements to the media about who owned and uh, owned the unreleased recordings, finally alleging that Soundgarden was withholding money from her family. What a mess. In the new filing, Soundgarden claimed that the unreleased recordings date back as far as 2015 and were made mostly in Seattle, New York, or on the road and not Florida. The band also denied Vicky's claim that it's purposely withholding money from her, with a motion stating that no one in the band is being paid at the moment. The motion also questions Vicky's decision to file a lawsuit in Florida, claiming that Washington, where the Seattle-based band is from, would be a more appropriate jurisdiction. This all seems very exculpatory and jurisprudence. Uh, the band stated in part, Vicky Cornell has possession of the only existing multi-track recordings of the last Soundgarden tracks that include Chris Cornell's instrumental parts and vocals. All the band members jointly worked on these tracks. Vicky now claims ownership of the final Soundgarden album. Uh, they also pushed back on her claim that the band was uncaring about her husband's uh, May 2017 death, detailing that the band members were on buses headed for their next gig in Columbus, Ohio, when they learned via social media that their singer, who had stayed behind in Detroit and planned to fly to Columbus the next day, had committed suicide in his hotel room after that night's show. Uh, Cornell estate attorney, Marty Singer, by the ah, way. Ah, Marty Singer. Responded by saying, we obviously disagree with the band's blatant mischaracterization of events. And it's offensive and we will not stand for this. We will see you in court. And stand by the truthful facts set forth in our complaint. So Exculpatory. That's messy. <laughs> exactly. Messy and exculpatory. Slipknot is bringing back its Not Fest Road Show Tour for a second year. As close as it's going to get to here is New York at Madison Square Garden. Uh, this summer's road show begins in Syracuse. <laughs> Kathy, you got to have to go to Madison Square Garden to see Knotfest. <laughs> uh, Knotfest Roadshow is an offshoot of the original Knotfest, a destination festival featuring dozens of bands of Slipknot. Can someone get two tickets to Knotfest, please? <laughs> yes, Can we send you? You doing anything that night? Uh, I don't know. Get you backstage? I'm busy. Yeah. I'm busy. <laughs> I'm backstage with uh, this guy. Mm-hmm. No, Kathy's holding out for her Romstein tickets. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, which knot are you? Uh, t- <laughs> which knot? Tickets to Knotfest. Scarlet Knots? Roadshow 2020 go on sale 10 a.m. Uh, Friday. So if you want to get them, you can get them. There you go. I'd leave crying from that. I Absolutely. Think. Yeah. It's just not it would, your scene. It would scare you. Romstein's your scene. Uh, Marilyn Manson is asking fans to donate to a GoFundMe campaign to set up for his touring bassist, one. Alderette. We talked about him uh, last week. He has suffered a serious head trauma after a bicycle accident. Yeah. Manson posted a link to the GoFundMe page on his Instagram account writing, my friend and bandmate Juan needs help <clears throat> and our energy. Please give him whatever you can. Thank you. Uh, the goal for the campaign is $250,000 with the money going toward 
physical, occupational, and cognitive therapies, inpatient care and therapy, special medication, medical equipment, and other expenses. So was he wearing a helmet at the time of the collision? He was, right? Yeah, he was, yeah. And there must have been one hell of a collision. Aldrett was uh, previously the bassist in Racer X and the Grammy-winning band, the Mars Volta, uh, which he joined in 2003 and stayed with until they disbanded in 2012. Speaking of bass players, Billy Sheehan, greatest bass player I've ever seen. Uh, revealed that he was asked to join Van Halen three times over the years. Wow. Uh, Sheehan, who was voted Best Rock Bass Player five times in Guitar Player Magazine's Reader's Poll, is best known for his work in David Lee Roth's first post-Van Halen band and later on with Mr. Big. Uh, During a chat with the Metal Voice, uh, Sheehan spoke about various offers to replace uh, Michael Anthony that he received over the years. He said, I was offered the position... As bassist three times through the years, and I considered it a great honor. However, I'm torn because I love Michael Anthony. I think he's the best player for Van Halen. And as much as I would have loved to do that job, I want to see Michael in the band. I'm not sure why they asked me to join the band. Michael's an awesome player and singer, and uh, he knows who and who knows what the situation was. Yeah, it's kind of kind of crappy <laughs> if they're kind of positioning to get him out behind his back. Well, I think what they wanted to do is they wanted to have somebody to match uh eddie because right michael's a, a good bass player he's a great backup singer though. right but billy sheehan is just he's, unbelievable he's almost not even human how yeah. what, what he can do on the bass it's incredible so him and eddie together would have been a force to be reckoned with but he remember the initial time that he was asked to join the band he said the first time uh was the tour for fair warning we talked about it then then i spoke with, about it with david lee roth but i mostly spoke about it with eddie van halen in toronto canada and then the second time was in 1984. Eddie showed me uh, the stage setup. We talked about it then. He went on to recall a third time, most recent, when he was asked to join Van Halen. He said the last time that it went down, <clears throat> I went up to Eddie's studio where I lived in L.A. when I lived in L.A. a few years back and jammed with him and Alex for a while. And we thought about doing something, but it didn't end up happening. No, and I think he's the current bassist for a band called Creepers. <laughs> Bill Weston walked in the studio, so oh, you're serenading him. With the, uh, he creeped in. And about, did you hear the song earlier, Bill? Yeah, he's nodding. Yes. He loves it. I he, saw that that fan. our phone lines had he, he had called, but we had moved on, and so we didn't get a chance to talk to him about. Just never stops. The hit never stops. Catchy jingle. That is kind of that band will never break out if Bill Weston has anything to do with it. And there you go. That's what I have in music news for you. Did you say, uh, Preston, that um, Portnoy is playing with uh, Billy Sheehan? Uh, Well, they had they've played together for ages. Okay. Why? Uh, because they did a, a show this week together called Sons of Apollo, and I didn't know if they were yeah. still, if they, like, if that's an ongoing thing or not. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sons of Apollo is uh, it, that's that's uh, Mike's latest uh, band, but yeah, he and Billy have been involved in a lot of different projects together. Those prog rock guys float in and out of bands, like they they won't. A lot of times they'll, they'll put together a band, and it's not like they stay together seven, eight, nine years. They will, they'll, they'll do this, they'll go and they'll tour, they'll sell a bunch of records, and then they'll go find their other buddies and they'll get together and make a band and they'll do a tour. Because it, we're talking about, you know, uh, on, on a technical level, the elite of players. So there's only 
a certain amount of people that can play together. They have that ability. They're like Clint Eastwood in those spaghetti westerns. They wander in and out of towns. Yeah, exactly. The bassist. Probably pretty um, eclectic audience, too. Like a selective group of of people who would be into buying that type of of a ticket, right? Yeah, yeah. Oddly enough, a lot of the audience would be the same people you'd find at uh, local bingo games. Interesting. A lot of prog rock people. I'm looking at this show that that you have highlighted right here. It says, with special guest Tony McAlpine. Tony McAlpine is a shredding guitar player. Uh, African-American guy can absolutely rip it up. But you'll see, if you go back and find videos, you'll find him and Steve Vai playing together, him and Nuno Betancourt playing together, or him and, you know, these guys that are, you know, Paul Gilbert and yeah. all these people that are just the top of the top technical-wise. But Do you have any, just, I mean, would you go see a show, you, or could your ears withstand that? My ears, personally, because my tinnitus couldn't handle it. I mean, I, I could do it wearing earplugs, uh, but, you know, I want to hear it, hear it, you know. You so, want to feel it, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyhow, they're pretty awesome. And Billy Sheehan is certainly uh, in that category. All right. I have the secret text word. We need to get a winner. Kathy, give me a number caller, please. Five. Caller number 5, 215-263. WMMR. <laughs> Let's see if you have the special secret text word that we've sent out. We'll come back and get a winner. We'll also bring you up to speed on the letter of day word of the week. Get that from Pierre. We'll be back in just a moment. and Steve's Cardboard Classic from 93.3 WMMR and Pacifico Beer. Friday, March 6th at Jack Frost Mountain where the snow comes first. The sled-deemed Best Design scores a $2,000 cash prize. The Best Live Live Anchors Up theme scores $500 and beer for a year from Pacifico. Sprint has $500 for the fastest sled. There's $300 for the coolest Jose Cuervo themed sled. And somewhat of a gag gift for the Preston and Steve's favorite fail. Mandatory sled registration through March 1st at WMMR.com. For the MMR VIP lift ticket pre-sale, the sooner you buy, the less you pay. Through February 23rd, lift tickets are just 10 bucks while supplies last at WMMR.com. Preston and Steve's Cardboard Classic at Jack Frost Mountain. Sponsored by Chorus Photography and Sprint. Brighter future for all. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Uh, we had uh, posted a text word, a secret text word, or at least we sent it to you if you texted in. And that means somebody ought to know we were looking for caller number five to give us that word. And that caller is Len. Hi there, Len. Hey, guys. How are you doing? We're doing awesome. Len, if you can give me the secret text word, I give you a prize, okay? Oh, this is exciting. Yes, a bucket. <laughs> butt case. Yeah! Yeah! bucket. You got it, Len. Hang on. All right. Thanks. And uh, we're going to give you tickets to see our buddy Joe Matarese, and he loves, loves, loves Rocky, so that's why butt kiss. Uh, and his show is called Remember When, and it's on Valentine's Day, the 14th, of course, and uh, it'll be at the Scottish Rite Auditorium in Collingswood, New Jersey. Tickets are available at scottishriteauditorium.org. And we grabbed a random texter as well. And that random texter is Mike Williams, who is from Pine Hill, Pennsylvania. So, Mike, you get the tickets to see Joe Matarese as well. Congratulations to you both. I think I want to kiss you. <laughs> Remember that awkward scene in the first Rocky? Really nice. You don't uh, have to kiss me back. I'm oh, my God, yeah. I just kiss you. Yeah, it was really weird. Yeah. The, the beginning of the relationship <laughs> between him and Adrian was, like, very uncomfortable. I just need you to say yes. So legally, if you ever sue me, this works out. 
Who knew that he was smart enough to cover his? Oh, he had his. Yeah, he had his lawyer in the uh, bathroom. His tracks like that. Wow. I mean, Rocky, the first Rocky, really is much more a love story than it is a boxing. Movie. Oh, it is absolutely. Yeah. You know, the, the boxing is just sort of secondary. Yep. Now I think I want to kiss Nick. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyhow, uh, let pass. me <laughs> let me see. I want to thank our uh, guest, Mr. Brian Elliott. Yeah. Philadelphia Flyers got his 40th career shutout against the Red Wings on Monday night and gave us a wonderful moose call while he was on the air. It was great. Uh, the Flyers will host the Devils uh, tomorrow night at 7 p.m. And you can hear that on WMMR. And he said also that, that that Moose call will be executed properly when we win the Stanley Cup. If we win the Stanley Cup and he is uh, he's a part of it, he will do an official there moose, moose call. So. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so he was our only guest, so thank you to him for being on. Thank you to Pierre Robert's fashioning his hat, getting it in the proper shape. Get one ready must. for a proper radio broadcast. Yes. To do a proper radio broadcast, one must have one's hat in the proper shape. I agree. Your hat yes. always reminds me of a wonderful souffle. Yes, yes. it does. It, uh, it is a souffle. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Is that the same from the same person that makes all those hats you wear? Yeah, Woofy Bubbles. Yeah. Uh, Wolfie Bubbles was a Philadelphia artist, is a Philadelphia artist, but he lives in Mexico. I used to buy his hats at stores when he still lived here. Then he moved, and I couldn't find them. And I, I had Pancake track him down in Mexico and ordered more hats down there because I've, um, I've, uh, and now because I always leave them places. <laughs> no so, kidding, this you is a shock, a shock of of magnitude, uh, of great magnitude. But I have left them all over the <laughs> Delaware Valley and all. Uh, Actually, one I left on an airplane. Uh, well, that boggles the mind. Well, not except I, except I, I I I was in the wrong seat, and then I went back well, to find it. Well, there's a shocker. And then um, the flight attendant said, uh, "I said, I said, you're on the wrong plane." Sir. <laughs> well, no, this guy said, "You look." At, I said, "I'm looking for that hat." He goes, "Oh, the flight attendant took it." I went back to her, and she goes, "Oh, I threw that in the garbage." I go. <gasps> That's my special hat made by Woofy Bubbles. I said, uh, can you show me the garbage can? And she goes, I don't think you want to do that. I go, yes, I do. And she took the garbage can out, and I dug all the way through the bottom of the garbage can and got the hat, and she put it in a plastic bag because it didn't smell so good then. And then I took it in, and on the way to the uh, picking up my luggage, I forgot it in the bathroom. Are you kidding Quick question. Why would the, the first... Why would the first response to a passenger's lost items be, be to, to throw, throw them out? out? Right? Well, that, yeah, were you pissed about that? Because I, I would have been pretty honked off. I did say, why did you do that? Um, I, I don't remember what her response was. Because I, I don't many, like woofy bubbles. <laughs> <laughs> too many confusing flights as it was. That was the least of my concern at that point. Now, but it I, was disappointing. Yeah. I know you just put it on, but can I try that hat on? Of course you can. I'm curious. I love the hats. I, I do, too. I don't think they would look right on me, though. They're um, they're They're felt. Uh, so they don't itch. These must be felt. A soft, huh? That's an old joke. Oh. Uh, there, You can shape them any way you want. Yeah. So you can kind of make it like into a little bit of a beret. You can, um, uh, you know, kind of size it accordingly. And they're warm as can possibly be. Um, <laughs> you look like a surgeon. No, it's dude. not no, for you. You look, like, you look like you're auditioning for the kid and play movie. <laughs> Give it a little, like. Make it slouchy a little bit, Preston. Uh, yeah, depop it. See, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like see, a, if you borrowed it, you could see. You could that's do better. The beret. Yeah. He's that Nazis. There you oh, go. Now you look it. like Gumby. No, Dude, that's dude, not. You have a Neil Pert look like. That. Yeah. Like, he do, you know what? Yeah, he does wear that, or did wear that that little uh, 
cap. You look like one of the seven dwarves. It, it is yeah. very dopey as, but isn't it warm? Well, if you and pull it back, comforting and making you back. feel like back is better. No, now you look like a, a skater. Yeah, yeah. No. Sudden, no. You look like a I skater think it's boy. For you. It's funny because I'll see, you'll see things that look great on other people. Yes, totally. And you and you want them. <laughs> you yeah. don't realize they look really stupid on. How you. comfortable are they? Because these look great on Pierre. What's you want to try it on, Steve? You're more than welcome. All right. Because uh, <laughs> I don't. Uh, yeah, that doesn't look right on me at all. No, I think it's beautiful. Stop it! Come on. Stop oh, on. nice. I don't know. Let me Steve see. No. He looks like a baker. You do look like a baker. Let me see. I want to see. It's like I, I want that slow baker. To, I want that slow baker to make my cake. I think it looks kind of nice on Steve. No, it doesn't. Uh, give me, give me like right. a, a French uh, upper crusty. Wait, hold on. I just want to see just chef. some poof. Yes. Oh, no. Yeah. No. Yes. No, you, got, you got popcorn up there. No. no, some poof. Yeah, it's very jiffy poppy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you can't. Uh, I, I nah, determined we... that Pierre's the only one that can wear it. Yeah, yeah, we can't pull it off. It's you, man. Well, there it is. That's all I've you. Tried to share my hats. They do look the good. Uh, I agree with uh, uh, Preston. They, it looks very warm. They're, mm-hmm. they're warm and they're not. They don't itch. Yeah. So many you know woolen type hats in the wintertime itch. Let me ask you a quick question uh, while we're doing our, our fashion chat. And Kathy, please chime in here. When you're wearing a cap that has a, a, an insignia on it, um, I wear it on the <laughs> right front. in the front. Is that is that a fashion faux pas? Um, oh, like I what are you, are you talking like a, like, like a, the, like the, the, the like flyers, if it's a flyers yeah, logo, logo, I wear the flyers logo right oh, yeah. up there. Dead center. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. I, mean, all I was, I was told like, that. Jace has an Eagles hat that I put the, the logo off to the side. I all think right. that's fine if you're a kid or a teen or maybe into your twenties, but after that, come on. Put it I'm, in the I'm front. a wealthy businessman who doesn't have time to eat flat pancakes. You look dumb. Yeah. Marissa can almost get away with it. She's getting too old now. Let's see. Yeah, because she was over here going, you know, she's kind of gesturing that, no, you don't want to put it in the front. Oh, all right. No, you can. Well, when Kathy wears her not-fest hat, um, <laughs> <laughs> I've always noticed that the K's right in the center. So, yeah. yeah. She's always at the merch table at oh, the not-fest. Yeah. I mean, you got to see my closet. Pancake, what, uh, you're, a, you're a professional hat wearer. What yeah. do you think about logo in the front as opposed to off uh, a little bit? On a knit cap. Not on a knit on cap. Um... Off to the side, it depends on what hat it is. Like, the, the Eagles hat that they have now has, like, four different logos. Yeah. So you can sort of wear it so that they're Off-centered. both off to the side, right? Okay. Mm. He's but, a millennial. But usually... I'm, am I a millennial? Yes, right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You'll always be in our heart a millennial. Oh, thanks, yes. Uh, okay, interesting. All right, thank you, sir. Am I a millennial? <laughs> am I a millennial? He thank is, you. right? Thank I'm you so much. What year were you born? No. Yeah, you're a millennial. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Uh, we should do, uh, people are waiting for the letter of the day. You ready? Yes. All right, here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. All right, the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. W as in warehouse. All right, we got a W, mm-hmm. folks. We have two more letters to go, and then we're giving away a pair of three-day tickets to see Fish, August 14th, 15th, 16th, on the Atlantic City Beach, plus hotel stay for three nights at Borgata Hotel, Casino, and Spa. Amazing. Uh, Tickets for all three fish shows on the AC Beach go on sale Friday at noon via Ticketmaster.com, so get them tickets on Friday. What's up on your program today, Pierre? Uh, More cardboard classic skiing, snowboarding tickets, and also uh, Incubus 311 Bad Flower show you guys announced yesterday coming in August. 
Uh, that'll go on sale Friday. We got those tickets. Um, Workforce Blocks of Ozzy and Creed and Tom Petty. And uh, also the vinyl cut. And Kevin Gunn's going to come in a little bit later and tell us more about something quite special tonight. Tonight is the anniversary uh, of the show MMR did in 1975 at the Main Point with Bruce Springsteen. Wow. The E Street Band. Uh, and... Um, What's what anniversary would that be from now to seventy five? Forty fifth. Forty fifth anniversary. I knew it was one of those numbered ones. It was a numbered uh, one, yeah. I mean I didn't I'm mean that. guy is really good at math right now. <laughs> <laughs> Local DJ is awesome. It is wear some fleas on his head. It is indeed numbered. <laughs> This anniversary. It's a numbered those, year. You know, <laughs> five or zero ones. Uh, he, knows, he knows numbers and letters and, and the difference between the two. A lot of people don't. Oh, oh dear. Uh, so, <laughs> it's a very special anniversary. And uh, even then, we had sponsors. <clears throat> uh, Ed anyway, tonight is the L anniversary. <laughs> Welcome to ancient Rome. Uh, even then, we had sponsors, and uh, Ed Shockey introduces the show by thanking Mom's Wholesome Audio. Wow. <laughs> That's great. Who was the sponsor, and apparently there was a store of some kind that had audio equipment or something called Mom's. And- Back then, they'd take money from anybody who had it. I'll oh, bet yeah. it was willing to spend it for well, sure. I, but they would refuse ads in those days. You know, they would. <clears throat> you know, they sometimes some of these stations wouldn't take army ads or you know, oh. Vietnam wars. Yeah, and, yeah you know, so people would go. No, dude, that's not the right vibe for us, man. Do you have a frisbee you'd like to sell? You know, that's I don't know if that was the case here or not. But Mom's Wholesome Audio sponsored it, <laughs> and they're going to sponsor the next uh, Camp Out for Hunger as well. Mom's Brought Wholesome Audio. Brought to you by Mom's Bazookas. <laughs> Mom's Bazookas. For all your bazooka needs, check out Mom's in Trenton. <laughs> Jackson has one on his Jeep. Um, so, it is uh, really cool. It was tonight in 1975. Wow. Kevin's going to come in and tell us. And Jackie, oh, the, what I was going to mention is Jackie's going to run it tonight between nine and ten o'clock. Awesome. Oh, cool! Uh, that's a so. that's a beautiful piece of vinyl. Dude, there. This was on vinyl. Well, it wasn't, but someone pressed it on vinyl. Oh, and, wow! Because uh, Pierre's holding it. the the vinyl album here in the studio. I found it in a uh, undisclosed location, that's and so um, because it's probably totally illegal. Yes, there's a long-haired man in my house. I'd like somebody to <laughs> get over him. <laughs> Wait, so uh, how long was that show? And because you know Bruce was really reaching his heights at that point in '75. Right. I think that was the year. Is he that was dark? On the, the cover, right? Of, is that darkest on the edge of town? Yeah, it was right before that hit. You know, and it was right before the the, the dual covers okay. on Newsweek and Time. Uh, and what's you know particularly special about this, and we'll play it, and Jackie, Jackie will play it later again today. But uh, it's got w- these songs, as I like to call them, under construction. So uh, Thunder Road is on here, but it wasn't called Thunder Road. It was called Wings for Wheels. Yeah. And when you hear it, it's fascinating because it's the same uh, basic tune, but he's ch- the girl's name is changed. Uh, it's not Mary. I don't know what the, what her name is. The lyrics are changed. It doesn't have the same kick in at the end. What was the what was the title? Wings and we- wings, wings over wheels. Wings, wow. wings, wings over wheels. Yeah, wings for wheels. Because he has that line. We got to change in. Uh, we got to change up these wings for some wheels. Right. Okay. Uh, and so that was the focus of the song. Yeah, and I've heard Kevin come in and talk about it on your show before, and it's so wild because you listen. It's essentially the same song. Yeah. But Bruce thought there was some something that wasn't quite right about it. 
wasn't quite on the mark and then changed, made those changes, and then it's the classic that it is. Right. You know what I mean? Right. It's amazing that a musician can have this project that's for all you know, points done and then go, mm, something not quite right. Right. And then change it. Well, and you know, and uh, a lot of bands would road test their songs and, and see how they went over and then keep developing them. Jungle Land is also on the broadcast tonight and it's apparently an alter or, you know, a different version than the one we know now. So. Who was that? Um, there was a documentary that was done with, with, uh, Dr. Dre and a music producer. Oh, Iveen. Jimmy uh, Iveen. Jimmy Iveen. Yeah. Didn't they touch on uh, yeah. him in the studio with the Bruce and how? He was a producer on Born to Run. Yeah. Iveen was. And so, um, and and also, uh, well, Jungle Land was on Born to Run, right? Yes. So so Bruce basically put that song together in the in the recording booth. And, he, you know, all of those parts were recorded separately. Uh, and Iveen was getting frustrated by the fact that he was spending so much time in the studio, but it was Bruce's project. And somebody pulled Iveen on the side, uh, to the side at one point and was like, listen, this isn't your record. Yeah. This is Bruce's record. Let Bruce do what he wants to do. And so Jimmy finally was like, yes, that's right. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a back seat to what Bruce wants. Although Bruce drove everyone insane he did. because he did it over and over and yeah. over again. And even the finished product... <clears throat> um, he got it on an acetate and threw it out the window. Oh, uh, he, he said, no, that wasn't right, but it's the one they eventually went with. Uh, so, you know, he was tinkering right up until the very end but wow. of, of the record. So, so you guys are running that? When does that run? Well, we'll uh, I don't, I, uh, no, this is going to be tonight between 9 and 10. Jackie's going to run highlights okay. from this show, which was tonight in 1975. We'll play a song or two. Uh, and Kevin around M or S o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's one of the numbered years, it was which a is why year. Uh, it's a very important. Yeah. I am so dumb; it just never ceases to amaze me. Um, Join the club. Uh, no, you guys are smart. Where did oh, I yeah. fit into the puzzle? Uh, all right. Anyway, well, Pierre's got that uh, all that coming up. So Kevin's going to pop in. Yes. Okay. He'll Excellent. pop in in one of the numbered hours. Yeah. All right. <laughs> we need to thank our sponsors, Preston and Steve. Show brought to you today by uh, the Philly Pops. Phil Collins and the music of Genesis. Steve. Oh. It's all about you. March sixth through the eighth. Wow. Uh, at the Philly Pops should be pretty cool. Uh, tomorrow on the program, man, one of our favorite comedians of all time, Tom Papa, is going to be on the program. The he, best. He is the best. So we'll have him and uh, many other things to get into. That's it. We are done. Rage on or rage on. And have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow, gang. Bye-bye. The Breston and Steve Love You, Hate You line. The Love You, Hate You line. The best 30 seconds of my day. Sorry to say. Next message. Kathy, baby. I just inherited a million dollars from my grandmom. He sent me in the limo to pick you up after work. There's a one-way ticket there to Paris. I'll meet you at the hotel, baby. We're getting married. I love you. Next message. Gold finger. He loves gold. Oh, God. The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less.